In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right. They're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two? Who cares? Who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now or else Warhorse is going to, I don't know, roll your ass. I love that intro. I do. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that started like five minutes late because man, it was busy talking about other stuff and doing stuff. So I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, what's up, man? I've had kind of a lazy day. I had to take a nap earlier. That was weird. Lazy Sunday. Woke up in the late afternoon. But yeah, so uh, first week in a while that we don't have a, a pay per view to talk about. So I guess what? No pay per view. No, no, no major pay per view at least. I mean, I guess technically there was free free the narrative two today, but or yesterday. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was yesterday. Um, uh, that that happened. I didn't watch it. I, I apparently was good. So, you know, we have that. I tried a new Japanese soda today. Ramune. Good stuff. It's incredibly difficult to open. Once you know the, the trick, it's actually not so hard. But if you I don't know, know the still, trick. It's still a tough push on the plunger. If if you don't know the trick. The the, the trick is not to, to push like like all at once constant pressure the the trick is to put it down and pop it really hard and it pops in but pop it yeah twist it just, just okay. pop. pop it pop it just like like a, a what is it pop little, that never mind no there's the little no, not that song. little bunny foo foo picking little up the field foo-foo. mice and popping them on the head just pop it. Um, okay. <laughs> we went to totally different types of songs there. I got a three-year-old, so I sing the little bunny foo-foo every once in a while. Anyways. But uh, but yeah, so so we'll get started on doing that. Uh, before we get into all of the uh, wrestle talk, we like to take this time to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So you can head uh, on over using the link in the doobly-doo down there to tatnusco.com. Check out the other shows on the network and uh, let them know we sent you. And come back here. We live stream every Sunday night and Tuesday night at about 1030. Um, And if you can't make it live stream, the replays are going to be up or you can go and download and listen to the podcast as normal. So, uh, But we'd love to have people come to the live stream and and uh, interact with us and send us comments and and uh preferably comments that aren't uh angry towards um certain persecuted minorities we oh i was like what, we had we, we had that we, no we've had we've, some some faux comments some some yeah. no they i i people 
I, I, I think they were real comments by, by troll accounts, but yes. Um, but they were, let's, let's just say, um, they, they seem to support, um, something that rhymes with Otzi. And we don't really want. It was Shotzi. It was Shotzi. It was Shotzi. It was, Shotzi. It was, it was, it was Tegan Knox. And Shotzi, it was not <laughs> C. Shit, we don't, we don't, we don't like that on our podcast. So, if you if you're coming to our live stream and you get the urge to to write something like that, I'm gonna delete it and block you. That's uh, pretty simple there. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, that's. I think we're in resounding yeah. agreement. Yeah. So, so, but we'd love for to not for, kill anybody. At all, yeah. let alone commit genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially I'm gonna be, you know, blunt here, especially against people that I'm related to, because I have people in my family from that specific segment group segment. So, not really. Not gonna... Either of us, you could you could choose our families in pretty much any between the two of us. I think you can get just about every. Uh, persecuted uh uh minority is has is somehow represented in our family now we're both boring we're both white, white as white <laughs> as can be we're, i i had to but, put like filters on on my lights so that i show up as as a color because otherwise <laughs> i'm casper um but you are a friendly friendly person i am i am a friendly ghost but you're not a ghost and so mm -hmm. i mean we have we haven't sixth sensed it, so we don't know for certain if people are just seeing dead people. <laughs> yeah. Any on a regular, that's I think to myself. I I wonder if I podcast with dead people. Yes, the sixth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I just to go back to that uh, warhorse intro. I I really 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 want to just replace the regular raw and order intro with that. That is so much fun. I love War Horse. So, anywho's and because the ball, and because the ball, yes, the ball. You love the ball. Wait, um, no, I was I was referring to the soda getting difficult to drink, and you got to make it weird. Yeah. Oh wait, just, if I go this way, oh, there's a stopper. That's yeah. brilliant. Yep. Like I said, it's all about knowing. How to how to drink it and how to how to open it once you I know. Feel, I feel like you shouldn't have to like figure out how to drink your soda. It should not be a deductive reasoning setup thing, my bobber. You know, you you can bring up points like that, but some people will disagree. Are you some people? I feel like you're some people. I I may be some people. So this is a WVU. This is something we haven't done in a while. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. So, um, so yeah, let's go ahead and kind of get into wrestling crimes of the week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to stay away from WWE as much as possible WWE. because it's way too simple to throw crimes at them all the time, and I'm actually kind of tired of it. 
But uh, what do you have for the first crime of the week? Oh, Shastanese. I was not expecting to go first. Yeah. Um, um, you don't have anything? Oh, I've got crimes. I just always like to put you on the spot. I mean, I'll go. That's fine. No, I'll go first. I mean, I can just say the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the deal. I don't understand the placement of the draft. Uh, for two years now, maybe three, but for two for sure, um, we've done a draft on um, shortly before, shortly before uh, Survivor Series. And I guess it sort of makes sense if you're trying to create some team camaraderie, except for the fact that right after that, you want them to feud with each other for a year. Uh-huh. Um, there's no stakes to Survivor Series. The draft is a good way to get stakes to the Survivor Series, um, at least for the for the leadership of, of the individual brands. The authority um, on both brands right now is the same, so there's not... It doesn't make sense. I mean, yes, there's different networks, but the authority figures are the same in Adam and uh, and uh, uh, should be wrestling. Uh, what's her name? Oh, my gosh. Sonny Deville. Why am I blanking? Um, but, but that's not what we're doing. You know? Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna target the entire draft because I just don't see a reason to do that. Uh, but what I am gonna do is say, the draft, uh, like like any individual draft picks or anything. Number one, it's not over. Number two, you're trying to build a couple stories. I get it, but I don't understand the concept of the draft without any stakes involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, either the entire rosters need to be up for grabs, um, or you need to tell us who is up for grabs and who isn't, you know, by having the the half of the rosters are up for grabs. Mm-hmm. It's just not well done. It's just not ever. And then well, its placement is really weird in your crossover pay-per-view, the, the head-to-head pay-per-view coming up right after um, – well, not right after, but a month after um, – pay-per-view not to be named um round pool round pool well we we can say crown jewel i i will say i don't count it as a pay-per-view because it fucking nobody cares about it and well it's because um, they they make it up i mean uh you have to remember the the saudi arabian prince that that requested this and set all this up actually requested to have um the ultimate warrior Mm-hmm. Perform because the he doesn't know after, shit about shit. You know, he the know year after going. he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he died two days after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't it doesn't work, man. Like I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, for me, so they do technically release a list of who's eligible for for the draft on each day, right? Who's eligible for the draft on the days, but they don't say who's off limits. But nobody's off limits. It, it's it's well. They these... said they said half the roster is is, mm-hmm. and they released the list of which half is 
is available on each day. Uh, and and they say, but here's the deal. They don't stick to their own rules. Well, I mean, why can a faction be taken? Example being uh, Hurt Row or Hit, Hit Row. Row Records. Yep. Hit Row. Hit Row. Um, and that was able to go as a full faction. But the New Day can be broken up. I think uh, the official rules are you can choose to take them as a faction or as an individual. What what's dumb is why anyone would choose to take just an individual. Why would you well, we choose saw this, to we just saw this when we were drafting on, on yeah. fantasy booking? Yep. I mean, we both went well. If that's how we're going to play this, yeah. Except for when we really didn't want the tag teams to stay together mm-hmm. for what for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's the thing. Why why if you had a chance to get all of the new day? Would you choose to only get? Yeah, of 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 those factions, why why would you separate the new day? Hey, it's, look, we've already got some tool. of the not C comments, and they've already been blocked. Those will not be seen. Yes, they're just gone. Not seen oh. comments. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yep, not seen. They're not. They're not going to last. As soon as I see him. On a side note, that person had to be really old to have performed that action. Yeah, for the action that his <laughs> username is, that that's re. I mean, bravo for him being able to use a computer because or her. True or her, but you know, I'm just saying, Ed, just from that's a standpoint. Well, I mean, assume that they were that they were in their 20s when that action happened, and mm-hmm. and. The person they did that action to yeah. was of age, was yeah. was famous at the time. Uh-huh. Then that would make them minimum, minimum, a hundred years old. Yes, exactly. So bravo for being able to use a computer, computer I guess, today, um, and your mouth but, eighty years, yeah, ago. eighty years ago. But it's it's getting blocked. That's yep. the way it is. Don't even yep. try it anymore. Blocking y'all. We're just going to um, make fun of you. That's all yeah. we're going to do. We're going to make fun of you. Yeah. We're going to troll you back publicly, and that will stay, but your comment won't. Yes. People will be listening to this and wondering what we're talking about because they will not see your comment. Yep. Period. But they'll know that you're a douche tool. Yeah. Total douche noddle. Um, anyways, so here's here's the problem with it. Like I say, is they, they don't follow their own rules. They say these half are available and this half isn't. And if you're not picked... By the end of the show, you're a free agent. But then on Talking Smack or Raw Talk afterwards, they then pick a bunch of other people. Well, that's not the rule that you set up, right? That's true. You know, the the rule is if you're not picked, then you're a free agent. Um, and even then, they just play fast and loose with it. Here's my thing is part of the problem, like you're saying, is timing because it happens a month before, almost always a month before Survivor Series. You know, you suddenly have a new, an entirely new roster on Raw or SmackDown that suddenly you have to pretend they've got this loyalty to to their new brand. Why? Why would you have that sort of loyalty? You've only been there a month, you know? And so what I almost think would be the better way to do it would be to do it after Survivor Series. So now the draft is over, or now the Survivor Series is over, this battle between the brands, and then you can play it up in storyline, like, you failed us at Survivor Series, so... We're going to put you as available in the draft. Mm -hmm. Or, or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, 
I, I think the draft needs to be treated more like an expansion draft in the NFL. We've seen a few of these in our lifetimes. Um, people who are younger have not seen any of these. But we saw, we saw it with Jacksonville and Carolina and Houston. and mm-hmm. So there were times where we saw it. Um, regardless of whether or not we've seen it, I think that's how it needs to be treated more. Hey, you have to do a franchise player. And you have to do a total number of these players. So you have to do these number of, of franchise players um, and this many total total um, people. Uh, I also think that they desperately need an authority figure on each individual product line that can represent the needs or wants of Fox or USA. This doesn't have to be real. It can be a, 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 a I mean, they, they don't literally have to be on the phone with Fox going, okay, so what's the game plan? How are we going to run our commercials? I mean, All that stuff. But that's that's the deal is is there needs to be some consistency and there needs to be some some of that and that's why I think after Survivor Series would be a better option for it. I think it, also winning the winning the matches, winning the overall Survivor mm-hmm. Series could play into draft positioning, um, or even whether you're safe from the draft or not. You know yes, I mean? both of those things could be an option. Yeah. Hey. You know, Kofi, you better win. Uh, Kofi and Xavier better win that match to stay on Raw. Otherwise, you'll be up for the draft and you might have to go wherever. Right? Those are all things that they could do. Um, there's so many silly things with the draft. I mean, like you said, why, why, why would you take Biggie and not the rest of the New Day? Yeah, yeah. I there's mean, it's... no reason. For for marketing purposes, if I'm going to take any any of the the three major factions, we'll just say uh-huh. the the her business, um, the new day, and the bloodline. Any one of those three, I'm going to choose the whole thing for marketing purposes, uh-huh. just for merch sales. Because I can still sell Bobby Lashley stuff. I can still sell Almighty Bobby Lashley stuff. I'm going to sell more Shelton Benjamin Benjamin stuff. I'm going to sell more Cedric Alexander stuff. And now I'm going to have a fourth product line in there. I'm, I'm going to sell more MVP stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a product line in there for the Hurt business. Yeah. And that's the deal. Is But, I mean, even more than that, like... And this isn't to nitpick the... I just don't understand their setup for... the Number one, the draft used to be right after WrestleMania, which I thought made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Really, if you look at, at number one, what is the season of WWE? I thought the WrestleMania was the Super Bowl. Yeah. They've always it's basically the referred to after WrestleMania as the new season. So that's when the draft should take place there. That would make a lot of sense. Correct. And um, and it makes sense for Survivor Series to be the crossover between the two because it's the all-star game mm-hmm. about halfway through the year. If If WrestleMania is the end of your season then the end of the the halfway point of the season is Survivor Series, and that's that's the All-Star game. I like that. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But even more than that, like, there has to be stakes for it. Like, you know, if, if you're if you're picked in the draft, you got to be picked for a reason. Like, fucking, don't get me wrong. I like Drake Maverick. But why, why was Drake Maverick picked picked in the draft over everyone else that was available like there's legit 
There's and I love Drake, Drake Maverick. I, I wish they he, frankly, I wish he would have gone back to uh uh the Indies and gone back to Rockstar Spud a year ago. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They could also fun. they could do it the way they once did it and pretend that it's a random number generator setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you did that, then it, it it could random. It's supposed to be random. So oh man, we missed out on on Roman. And now you know, remember the Undertaker being pissed off about going to Raw happened during their random number generator era. So, um. I just don't. I don't get it. I, maybe we need more definition to what they're trying to achieve, and I think that's really what it is. Like, give us a reason, something that's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find their list of the. Uh... They they released. WWE releases rules for the draft. Um, and they didn't specifically. Well, yeah, they should also be the same, but they, they made no mention of NXT in the announcement of the rules. Um, but then obviously NXT was part of the rules. So, you know, why why not just say you can pick from any of the you know what I mean? There we go. Yes. The CBS. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, like I was saying, for for Drake Maverick to be picked, uh, he had to be picked over a bunch of people. Right? Why would you pick Drake Maverick over some of these other people? Um da, da, da. I'm trying to find the Unless, list. Unless, as the... an organization, you were bringing him in to be general manager, which he's played that role before, and it was a good role. Well, CBS, why would you say, hey, we've got the draft pool here, and then uh, if I click on it, you don't have the pool. Yeah, it just, I don't know. There's a lot of it that doesn't make sense. That's all I'm saying. WWE.com. And and to over-scrutinize it is just to waste our time because we're not going to get answers. We're not going to know what it is. We're not going to find out why what happens happens, but it is a piece to the puzzle. That's all I got. (laughs) I, I feel like we're beating a dead horse when we talk WWE stuff. Well, yeah, we always are when we talk WWE. Which is what you which said is at why, the beginning. That's why I'm just like, you know, I just... Just why, you know? It just doesn't make any sense. The whole thing. And so, like... In the end, uh, just to recap for people, um, Raw... Uh, was able to pick up Big E, which we knew because he's currently the WWE champion. Uh, they got uh, Bianca Belair, 
Uh, they kept RK Bro there. They picked up Edge. They kept Nikki A.S.H. and um, Rhea Ripley, who are the current Raw Women's Tag Team Champions. So that made sense. They kept Bearcat Lee. They unfortunately picked up the Mysterios. Um, and then they drafted Austin Theory, which that's a perfect example of. Why would you not pick the whole way? Yeah. Yeah. I just want Austin Theory. I, yeah. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Andy Hartwell. I, yeah. I mean, I guess Dexter Loomis is now technically part of the way. So why, why wouldn't you just grab them all? Even if you didn't want them all, right? They cost one pick, you pick them all, right? Uh, yeah, Smack you pick them all, and then you send them back to, yeah. to development. Or you just don't well. fucking use them. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, SmackDown kept Roman Reigns. They picked up Charlotte Flair. But again, means... why would you pick Roman Reigns without picking the Usos? Yeah. It won them something. So, um, they uh, picked up Charlotte Flair, so she's going to have to drop the Raw Championship, Women's Championship. They picked up Drew McIntyre, which we kind of knew was going to happen because, you know, he came out and uh, pointed and, and said, look at me, I'm still a contender. And they need a big baby face on SmackDown to go up against Roman. Right? They picked up the New Day, but again, Raw already kept Big E, so I don't know that. Uh, they kept Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, which I guess I didn't even know they'd given... Uh, Riddick Moss a name. Uh, they picked up Hit Row from NXT. They kept Naomi. Why? I don't know, but they did. Uh, and then they picked up Jeff Hardy. Also, I don't know why, but they did. And then in the supplementary round on uh, social media and Talking Smack, Raw picked up or kept Akira Tozawa for whatever reason. Um... Savage. I mean, I like Akira Tozawa, but it's not like you were using him before. You've had him for the last, what, two years on Raw? And all you've had him do is chase the 24-7 championship, so why not let him be on SmackDown? Uh, they uh, picked up the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis, so I guess I'll get to see Chad Gable again. They picked up Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. They kept Dewdrop. They they're they're listing it as keeping Drake Maverick, even though Drake Maverick has spent the last year on NXT. But they're listing him as a Raw superstar prior to this. So, um, whatever. Uh, they kept John Morrison. They kept Nia Jax. They kept R Truth. They kept Reggie. They kept T Bar. Um, and they picked up Zelina Vega. SmackDown uh, picked Aaliyah, of all people, from NXT, I guess. Uh, picked up Drew Gulak, who apparently was a Raw superstar, not that we knew about it. He's just chasing the 24-7 champion, I guess. They picked up Mace, so T-Bar and uh, Mace have now been split up unceremoniously. They picked yeah, up how dare they? They picked up Mansoor and Mustafa Ali as separate picks, even though they're currently a tag team. So yeah, why waste the picks? Yeah. 
and they kept uh, Tony Storm. Um, yeah, just I really think that they need to make a rule as to how individuals are traded. So, for example, you can trade tag teams, but you cannot trade full factions. Mm-hmm. Or you can pick up full factions, but you can't do tag teams. Or everybody's as an individual. Or individuals and tag teams. Or, mm-hmm. or I mean, here, ma- make it simple. You say, hey, if you want to pick up a tag team, it counts as two picks. Yeah. You want to pick up a faction? You can do it when one fell swoop. But you're also opening the door for them to pick up a whole slew of people mm-hmm. without you picking against it. It just doesn't make any sense. I know they're trying to do it because they're like, oh, we want to make it feel like real sports wise and all of this stuff. Um, it's never going to really feel like real sports. Not not unless you literally say everyone's available from day one, um, period, and no social media picks. And the simple fact is, like, here here's part of the problem is anytime they do the draft, it's like, here's some draft picks. Now, here's some wrestling matches. And I get it. It's a wrestling show. We want to watch wrestling matches. But you know what they don't do in the middle of the NBA draft? Play a game. What? You know what they don't do in the middle but of the NFL draft? they do that draft? football, right? Yeah, no, they do nope, that they, don't, they don't play a game there either, they right? No. Maybe what about baseball? baseball? They obviously do. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. No games in the middle of the draft there either. It's just... Um... But they practice in between. No, they all show up in in suits. They sit around and they have nice meals and they get hats at the end that show what team they got drafted to. So, so it's not the same. No, it's not the same at all. Oh, it's almost like it's fake. It's almost like it's entirely fake. But the thing is, if they really wanted this, they should turn it into a special. Where they have, instead of it being on SmackDown or on Raw, they have a special night. And it could be in place of a Raw. You have a special Raw draft night, right? And you can have it on in- both nights. You can, you can just say this week is the draft. Well, yeah, but the, the big then- reason I say putting it on one night is, A, I don't think they've got enough talent to really do it both nights. But then you do it like a draft where it's people are on the clock. And and well, they have to choose, and, and yeah, and, and that's a good opportunity. I mean, to to build a vignette, to have Morrison go. Well, once he's done dancing, I'm gonna kick his ass. Yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of things they they could do, but instead of having wrestling matches, and I know people will will hate me for this idea, but the simple fact is, if you want it to be a draft, make it into a draft. And the one thing they don't do in the real drafts is have matches in between them right you just you just have it have have all the superstars show up dressed up all nice have them all sitting around have have you know the war rooms for for each of the teams have analysts talk about you know if if i was raw i'm on the clock right now if i was raw i'd looking at this pool you know it's, it's all about do i want the best available or do i want the one that fits my needs the most you know right now we're really light on high the flyers, so it be women's division, yeah. You know, so I if I were raw right now, I'd be looking really heavily at that Charlotte Flair, um, or whatever, you know, something like that. Uh, because here's the deal, right? Um, we all know people 
who will literally sit there and watch all of day one and day two of the NFL draft. They will watch the whole thing. There's no games in the middle of it. There's no no anything but picking draft, and they watch it. I would suggest the, the primary reason that this doesn't work is this is an individual sport. So it's it's less like the NFL or baseball or any of those things where you have multiple separate teams. So there's only two separate teams. So you don't really have that team sport. You really do have a lot more individual performance. So it's more like if, if uh, the PGA or tennis – and you had the Masters and the U.S. Open competing to, and we're just going to use the PGA because it's just easier to remember for me, but the Masters and the U.S. Open or in tennis, the Wimbledon and the French Open, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, well, um, I'm, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use golfers who probably aren't golfing anymore because I don't really watch golf, but I'm going to say Tiger and Phil. So, so the Masters goes, we want Tiger Woods. We we want Tiger Woods for ours. He's got six or seven green jackets or however many green jackets he's won. Uh, he's a draw. We want him. And immediately the U.S. Open goes, well, we got to have Phil Mickelson because he's the lefty who who competed with Tiger. Yeah. And, and I'm well aware for anybody who's a golf fan that that is probably a very outdated reference. Yeah. Uh, it, um, in the end, here, here's the thing I want to point out. Yes, it is an individual sport, but they want us to pretend it's a, a team thing. Every year we talk about it. They go into Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown, all this. And so here, here's the way you fix this problem, though. And it's something that I've advocated against before. But you fix it by getting rid of separate titles. Yeah, I don't disagree. You the, fix the... it by having there be one... WWE heavyweight champion or universal champion, if you want to call it that or whatever, and you fix it by having one women's champion and one tag championship, and you could still maybe at that point have both the U.S. title and the IC title. That's fine, I guess, you know, because those weren't really tied to brand per se, but, but at that point, then you've got the one title that both brand and so then both brands then you pu- put on a kayfabe thing where hey whichever brand has the champion gets extra funding or you know uh f- first picket at matches at the pay-per-view or premium you know what i mean a whole kayfabe thing opens up there where you and then it's you're not just competing to be the champion but you're also competing to get a, some sort of advantage for your team, Raw or SmackDown. See, and I would have tested it would be better. That's that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's enough of a roster. I think there's enough of a push for having the two larger products. And I think, unfortunately, the way you're speaking of buries the mid card into feeling like a lower card and makes the lower card not be on television. Um, I like the split shows, um, and I like the split titles. I think you need to pretend all year long, except for that draft or head to head, um, that that it matters. Um, that the, that the others don't exist. I mean, for heaven's sakes, they they still try to now. Edge doesn't pretend that the others don't exist. 
uh, as per his his pop on the um, what used to be the revival. Now it's now it's uh, FTR. FTR. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, that's an option. I think to 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 pretend that the other doesn't exist at all until it's time to draft back and forth. That's what they did with WCW. They didn't pretend they pretended they didn't exist until Vince said, I bought my competition. In the end, I again I'm a firm believer in the brand split, but I, I've always said that they need to go farther. At which point then it, that's the other way to do it. Do the full brand split. Yeah, go all the way in on brand split. Go all the way in because then that's the other way. Is if you are all the way in, contracts expire mid season and go. Well, oh crap! Even if you don't have the contracts expire mid season, you have them all contract you know for the year. But if you have them completely separate, no cross uh, fighting, no crossovers in July, none of that's completely separate. At that point, then the draft becomes something where SmackDown can be like. We want Roman Reigns or we want Drew McIntyre because he brings something to the table here and we want him off the other. But right now, they pretend like there's there's a, a line between them, but there's not really a line. Anyone can go anywhere whenever they want. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Brock said it himself. Yeah. Paul Heyman made it so I can go anywhere I want. Yeah. Thank I mean, you, Paul Heyman. Yeah, Big E just came over to Raw and cashed in. So you know, I guess. But... And then they said, "Yeah, we want to keep you. Thanks for coming over and cashing in." Mm-hmm. Oh, crap! Yeah, it would have been really funny. I got to be honest; it would have been really funny if Raw would have said, "Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and let you go back to SmackDown." <laughs> Can you go ahead and just drop that title, though, please? Well, and we don't know what they're doing with that. I mean, I'm assuming that that either Becky's going to be drafted over Raw, or um, Becky's going to drop the title on Monday to somebody. Yeah. Well, a that's going to be the other the other part of this crime. This is going to be what I add to it. Um, the the draft doesn't actually take effect until the twenty second. Yeah. So after yeah. Crown Jewel. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing it now for? They got three weeks before <clears throat> this will do anything. I would say that, that that we've talked about this before, but I would say breaking up the, the year, the whole year of wrestling into seasons. We've talked about this numerous times before. Give them a three-week break where we – or a two-week break where we recap what's happened during the year, you know, shortly after – you have WrestleMania, and you can even roll through WrestleMania Backlash or, or Payback or whatever the fudge the name's going to be. I'm going to try and keep us PG tonight. So I already fucking broke it, so, you know. Okay, I'm going to try and keep my side PG tonight, okay? That's fine. You can fucking um, do it. <laughs> um, but, but to break it up into seasons of some type where we have, you know, hey, season... Oh my gosh, let's see here. Raw's been on since 91, so that's 60 seasons of television. Um, if it's only a, a two seasons per year, if you say four seasons per year, then Raw's got, what is that, 120 seasons of television now? 
Um, that'll actually be pretty soon. Holy cow. Anyway, moving forward, um, however many seasons is out on television, and you just give a – even if it's just a one-week break and we recap and we saw say this has happened, um, for Fox it works really well when it comes up during the NBA um, or, or uh, anytime Fox is carrying something on Friday nights that, that competes. Um, they can just be like, and the SmackDown season ended this week, and so there won't be a SmackDown this Friday. Um, you can allow for that to happen. The other piece to that is if there's closure at the end of some type of season. Um, and if you do four seasons a year, there's four pay-per-views that are perfect for it. They still can roll over and affect the other pay-per-views. That's absolutely fine. You can still only do one draft a year. But have some type of shutdown. Um, I think it's healthy for professional wrestling. I, th- I really do. There's anticipation. So as the the sport I'm I'm equally as passionate about as I am uh, professional wrestling, uh, and I think Smarts is the same way as college football. I absolutely love college football. Not too um, much. Yours is more I'm professional. NFL. Yeah. yeah, yours is more. But I I I got to be honest. The past couple of years, I've even gotten more or less out of that. Um, um, but there's a passionate anticipation of, of the start of that season. Um, and if your team was good, you would be like, yeah, I'm going to watch a Texans game this week. Um, I have yeah. my team's hey, not been good for years. So yeah, no, do you want to guess the score of the Texans game today? Did it, did it resemble the Nebraska game yesterday? Um, I think it was pretty close to it, but I can't remember the. The Huskers won fifty-six to seven yesterday. I was pretty excited about that. I mean, it was a bunch, it was a bunch of smart kids, but yeah. So, um, it sort of resembled it, except without the seven and the team I was rooting for uh, lost. Lost. It was. You guys got skunked, huh? We got skunked forty to nothing. By the Bills. I mean, at least it's red, white, and blue for colors for both of them. The the Bills. The, anyway, the moving forward, this is not an bills. NFL. This is not an NFL podcast. Uh, it's a pissy podcast. So anyway, no, I I think that there would be significant value to creating some of that anticipation that we don't get in professional. We let wrestling. Josh Allen put up. 250 Let it go, buddy. Let it go. You're on a wrestling podcast. No, seriously, I'm looking at this. I don't recognize half of the names on this fucking roster, and they just skunked Well, that's because they just bastardized it out a couple years ago. Yeah. They held our our quarterback to 87 total errors. Now, our quarterback's a rookie because um, there's issues with our starting quarterback. So, anyway. Moving forward, that's uh, I think that that would be, and we've talked about that before, having seasons or at least having break time, mandatory break times for individual wrestlers. I mean, Robin's been there week in, week out ever since coming back from... from well, you know, there was a stretch of time where I worked 270 dates. <laughs> yeah, that's called Fair a enough. full-time job. <laughs> that's what most of us And do. you chose to travel for your career. Yes. I mean, you did. that's what most of us do. Most of us do 270 days a year. I mean, yeah, I'm not, him, brother. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying wrestling's not tougher on the body than 
you know, clerking at a Best Buy or something. I get it. <laughs> also, you know? I mean, let's be honest about it. There were indies at that indie show we went to mm-hmm. that made more money than us two combined. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, there were some who are who eating, did not. eating bologna and hand sandwich. Literally just a roll of bologna because they can't, have, can't afford the bread part. Yep. But. Well. And the thing is, the vast majority independent wrestlers have day jobs, yeah. right? When you're not signed to one of the majors, there's Please a very good chance. Black yeah, there's a very that's good chance shoes. that you that you yeah sell shoes or work at a bank during the week uh, or something. I mean, I think Sammy Guevara talks uh, talked on his podcast or his his uh, vlog often about just getting whatever job he could taco bell you know uh, or mcdonald's or whatever just something that he could work during the week that would allow him to have the weekends off to go wrestle up until he uh could so up until he became the spanish god semi guevara semi guevara um so we'll move on because instead of talking about the wwe draft uh anymore because it's yeah, I tried to cut us off at, uh, 20 yeah. minutes ago, and we still yeah. talked. Well, we still talked about it, NFL. and then we went to football, and then we went to. But I'll move on to my crime, which is actually uh, kind of ties into that. Mine's mine's a happy crime. Mine is um, charging AEW with uh, finally pulling the trigger on uh, Superstar of the Future, Sammy Guevara. Uh, yeah, I've I've been saying Beat for Nero. months months that he is a star he is legitimately a star in the making and uh they finally uh had and it was a big thing and i didn't think they were gonna do it i really didn't i i looked at it and i said they're gonna they're gonna end up with miro beating him uh it might be heel tactics it might be whatever um but boy there was there was a lot of two counts in it though there was a lot of times there were a lot of times when and that's part of why i loved the match so much because I, you know, so many matches get kind of ruined in the wrestling fans' mind because they think they know what's happening. It happens to all of us. I do it. You do it. JLB does it. Every single fan out there does it. They think they know what's going to happen, and uh, often we're right. Because if you've been watching wrestling for long enough, you get kind of a uh, a sense of things and. You know what's going to happen most of the time, uh, which is why it's so refreshing when a wrestling match comes along that you don't, you didn't see the ending coming. Um, I didn't think they were going to have him beat Miro. They'd booked Miro to be a monster for so long, and uh, 140 days, I think, is what I read. Um, and they, you know, he'd beat pretty much everyone handily. And 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 they'd been doing good with it. I it was it was exactly the way they needed out. to book Miro. They needed to book him like this as yeah. just a monster. <clears throat> and so I, I do want to put a side note out that there's been two that the TNT title has done exactly what it was designed to do. It brought on guys that are future world title contenders that are from outside mm-hmm. and gave us something to be content with their, them having the title in Miro. Um or in and John Huber, who is Birdie Lee. Birdie Lee yeah. Um so so we got to see those people. We got to see them have a title on them. We got to see mm-hmm. that type of stuff. We also got to see two stars of the future 
hold the title, and really just boost their careers. I think it's only a matter. I think it's a longer matter of time until Sammy Guevara is on the world title. Yeah, it's it's not going to be next I, I year. I truly but... believe that it's only a short matter of time before Darby Allen's in yet another world title match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that Darby will hold it. He may be transitional. Um, there's some be- believability issues with Darby, but there's also, you know, he went the distance with some really good wrestlers. Here's so, the deal: is it, it for for a wrestler like Darby, and in a way, Sammy Guevara. The, the opponent that he beats to win the world title is is where the believability um, can be beaten. Right. So here, here's what it comes down to, right? You put the world title on uh, John Moxley. It'd be really hard to believe Darby or Sammy Guevara is going to beat John Moxley, right? Um, you put the title on Kenny Omega. It, it's really hard for our brains to make that jump that, oh, Sammy Guevara or Darby Allen's going to be able to beat Kenny Omega, right? Without but, significant build of their character. But there is a wrestler named Hangman Page who we all believe is probably the next person who's going to hold the world title. We may be wrong, but that's how kind of how we feel, right? He's going to come back. He's going to make another run. He's going to beat sure. Kenny Omega for the title, right? But Darby Allen beating Hangman Page doesn't seem that unbelievable. Right, uh, Sammy Guevara beating Hangman Page doesn't seem that out of the realm. It, it, well, I'm, I mean, considering so CM Punk's had three matches now, two, three, three, two, I believe, two. So Hobbs and and Darby. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we would not have been surprised to see Darby beat CM Punk. Yeah. And in losing, he still got put over by CM Punk. In, in fact, I, I that was one of the ones where I thought he was probably gonna. I thought he was gonna beat Darby, just to put Darby over, right? Yeah. So yeah, as of right now, yep, two matches: Darby Allen, Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, now CM Punk's unbeaten. But again, he has said his goal is to wrestle the best young up and comers that he hasn't mm-hmm. wrestled. So we're not going to see in all reality. We're not likely to see CM Punk versus Cody because we've seen it in CM Punk's mind. We haven't seen what they would be today, but we've seen it in his mind. Um, we've seen Jericho and Punk, um, but we haven't seen, you know, Jungle Boy and Punk. <laughs> That would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, Punk can stay unbeaten and continue to put people over. Well, Powerhouse Hobbs looks like a machine against yeah, it. That's that's the important thing that I think uh, a lot of fans lose fact uh, lose track of. You can still be put over in a loss, right? Uh, because over is not about wins and losses in wrestling. Over is about fan apprecia- appreciation, fan support, yep. right? Yep. And, well, and, I, and I've said this before about Adam Cole. It's one of the things he does better than almost anyone is as a heel, he understands that his job is to make the, the face look like a superstar, even if the face is losing. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with this. Like you, like you said, Powerhouse Hob looked phenomenal against CM Punk. And Darby Allen, even though he lost, 
in 16 minutes, it it still made him look like a superstar. Yeah. Um, and that's everybody what CM Punk's rest- there to do. The, the big thing about Darby is everybody who's beat Darby has made him look like a superstar mm-hmm. because Darby's a superstar. At this juncture, you would be lying to yourself if you thought Darby wasn't a superstar. So, but yes, I get what you're saying. Stupid. And, you know, the uh, the same can be said for Brian Danielson. I don't know. He uh, hasn't really put anybody over yet. But he will. No, but uh, I would say he has put people over, but not with losses. Again, I'm that's what I'm saying is you don't have to Omega over. Yeah, you you don't have to win the match to be put over, right? Nick Jackson looked like a fucking rock star. And yes, Nick Jackson is a rock star. I'm not saying he's not, but uh even though he ended up tapping out to Brian Danielson on Rampage, the match looked so good that you cannot come away from that and not say Man, Nick Jackson's fucking good. True. Uh, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson went to a time limit draw. There was no winner on that. But did either of them look bad coming out of that? No. No. Not at all. No, and in fact, Kenny Omega put over Brian Danielson a little bit for me. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I was going to say. And this is what's going to probably come up in my commendations. But um, you and I have said before that neither of us have been like huge Brian Danielson fans um, in the past. And I think most of that comes from the fact that so much of our um, experience with Brian Danielson has been in WWE. It's been event experience. Yeah. And um, the WWE Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, we'll call him to separate the Daniel Bryan that we saw in WWE is not the same as Brian Danielson. That we see now, yes. That we see now, and that I guess you know, if we went back and and watched the the Ring of Honors and stuff before, we'd we'd see a little bit more of this. He's allowed to be a little bit more vicious, even as a face. He's allowed yeah. to be a little bit more vicious. Um, there, there's an important thing. Uh, the move that he beat Nick Jackson with on Rampage is the cattle mutilation. Um, he was told specifically by Vince not to use that in WWE. Because we can't see your face when you do it. Um, and that speaks to how Vince thinks entirely as a television program, not as a wrestling event. Correct. Because wrestling is not about whether you can see faces. Wrestling is about mat work and yada, 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 right? And winning. Um, yeah. And winning. Uh, but to Vince McMahon... The show is the important thing. You got to see the person's face when they do things. Well, now that the proverbial handcuffs are off and Brian Danielson can wrestle however he wants, he goes and starts pulling out these moves that we never got to see him do in WWE. And we never got to see him do them because we can't see your face. You you know, literally... Yeah, literally Vince had one of the best wrestlers, arguably by some people, the best wrestler on the planet, um, and made him not do moves because we need to be able to see your face. 
And so I think you and I will both come around to to being Brian Danielson fans the more we watch him. And I don't, he'll never be our number one. He'll never be your number one, I don't think. Right? No. no. Um, there's so much, so many other things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still a product of the Diesel era. So mm-hmm. whether people want to, whether you like me, love me, or hate me, <laughs> um, I I am a product of. I grew up on big dude wrestling uh, of and the Diesel era. I, I most enjoyed the 95 WWE era, which is their worst year in wrestling. I'm not saying it's not, but I really enjoyed the year of Diesel. Yeah. Um, I, as a kid, I will, today I would not. But. I, I will put out a little uh, psychoanalyzing of this. Um, you were always going to be a bigger guy. And I mean, bigger isn't tall, right? You you were never going to be short. No. And so when you watched wrestling, you identify more I with the big guys. Yeah. yeah, the big guys. I was never going to be tall. I At best, I was going to be average height. And until about 10 years ago, I was considered average height. And then uh, the Bureau of Statistics updated and said, oh, wait, no, the average height for men is now an inch taller than me. So now I'm short. Um, uh, America outgrew me. Um, but so, so for a person like me, it's easier to look up to and identify with the shorter wrestlers, the Brian Danielsons, the Adam Coles, the, and, and when you're appealing to younger people, that's Mm -hmm. what you, I mean, here's why HBK beating diesel was an important facet back then. And I only talk about back then. To give us a, a perspective for today, why some people don't mark out for the best work rate people. Because Miro, I mark out for, and is a phenomenal work rate guy. Miro is six foot two, six foot three, so he's a he's slightly shorter than I am, if you count the big swoopy up here. Um, <laughs> slightly shorter than I am, um, and and large. Um, and he's got a great work rate. It's not high flyer, but it's work rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do mark out for that guy. Um, you marked out, I'm assuming, when you were younger for a little bit of Ray Mysterio. In fact, I've heard you talk that you really liked him when you were younger. He actually wasn't my favorite, but um, I, I Dean I Malenko him. was though. Dean Malenko was up there, and yeah. I like Dean Malenko because of the cold calculus. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were talking WWE, you were probably more of a hitman or mm-hmm. or a HBK. And I will say HBK was the person I was the biggest fan of. But there was a there's a level of charisma, and he got the girls. Mm-hmm. And when you're a teenage boy, the guy that gets the girls is yeah. I mean, I'll I I've said it before. Like the the match that got me hooked on wrestling like i watched wrestling a little here and there but the one got me hooked was the 60 minute iron man hbk versus bret hart and it was bret hart in that um and for me it was hbk mm -hmm. he didn't tap the first screw job or third screw job but like so so many of them here um you know, I, I I can back and I can look like even Chris Jericho was one of my favorites. Five foot eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Shorter guy, uh, just I mean, still taller than average, but still mm-hmm. shorter in terms of wrestling. Dean Malenko, we mentioned. Um, Juventud Guerrera loved him. 
Hooby juice. I was down with that. Uh, and so, so, but, and that's what I think, you, you know, I think I identify with a Brian Danielson or, uh, or a Adam Cole a little bit more because they're, they are more like my people hype. Yeah. Um, and this and, is why I absolutely love Kenny Omega and have uh-huh. from the first time I watched a Kenny Omega match uh-huh. who I was told to watch by one officer Marks Marks back when you were an officer before you were a detective. Yes. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm still I'm still a Kenny Omega fan, uh, but he's only six foot even. So even in the grand scheme of of wrestling, he's short compared to a lot of the others, right? Um, but it also plays into why I'm I'm so vehement that I do not want I do not want Adam Share, aka uh, Braun Strowman, in AEW. Don't want him. There's rumors that he's in negotiations with AEW and Impact. He's also, yeah, he's in negotiations with, um, with both of them. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't really want him in Impact either. But of the two, I'd rather him in Impact. Well, and if the other I'm, news that came out this weekend is true, we may very well see a Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Wyatt family is more of a. Um, I think Wyatt's negotiating with both sides just in general, but I I just don't think I don't that see them impact him is brawn together. I, I think yeah. that's a horrible yeah. idea. I think, but uh, you know, you and I have both said if he if uh, Bray Wyndham Rotunda whatever name he ends up wrestling under, uh, I mean it won't be Bray, but that's beside the point. Anyways, it comes to it AW. I mean, they only own Bray Wyatt. They don't own mm-hmm. just Bray. They, yeah, he might be able to do that. I I would bet he goes by something else altogether. But anyways, regardless, I would bet it's a completely different gimmick. I don't want him involved with. I don't want him leading. I don't want him anywhere connected to the Dark Order. No. Number one, Dark Order is a face group now. There's no arguing with that. Yes. I will not be taking questions. Number two, Dan that. the Dad should be the future owner. Dan the Dad, <laughs> or the Dark Order. The dark order. Um. Hashtag, you know, if you're listening to this, go start that on Twitter. Hashtag Dan the Dad <laughs> Dan for the dad, Dark, Order. Dark Order. Dark Order the Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what I want to see. There's there's two things I want for my birthday, which is coming up. Dan the Dad leading the Dark Order and Warhorse in AEW. That's all, that's what I want. This year. Make it so. This year, before, yes. before the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make it so. Make it so. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm not... William Riker, so yeah, you can't. You're not my, say, you are not my number one, or I'm sure as hell not number two either. No, number two. <laughs> but anyways, um, you so imagine it, being imagine your your moniker being poop. Number two. number two. There's a reason they never called him number two on that show. <laughs> um, but anyways, I just I'm so happy with with. Sammy Guevara being put over. I think the the key to these um, mid-card titles working is for them always to be used as a stepping stone into the main event. Not necessarily into the main title picture. Because there's a difference, right? Darby Allen is 100% in the main event. But he is not in the title picture. No. Right? No. And that's the thing is these are stepping stones. We, we know for a fact it's gone reported multiple times that Brody Lee was on track 
for a run with the world title, right? That the plan was for him to hold the TNT title for a while and then eventually drop it and then go after the world title, right? Um, I would expect that Miro is is going to be elevated and start going after some of the bigger names now. Sure. I would expect to see him go after the world title, um, even though heel versus heel is a little bit weird, but... Um, but it won't have to be because it could be... It could be be Hangman. Could be. Yeah, Hangman. Could be Darby. I beat you for the last title. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a what a what a wonderful storyline pre-build, you know? Mm -hmm. Darby beats Hangman um, with a face versus face match, which we've seen way more of that in AEW. Thank Mm -hmm. God, heel versus heel and face versus face. Um, But so get it still. What the heck? I got a mosquito that's just flying around my. But so, you know, uh, finally putting that on Sammy Guevara, let him run with it. Now, I don't know if you got to see the updated title, right? Because, of course, Miro had the Bulgarian title with the uh, uh, green strap or or the white strap with green. Yeah, white strap with green on the title. Anyways, um, Bulgarian flag colors and everything. Uh, Immediately after getting it, Sammy Guevara had his title and it is blinged the fuck out i don't know if you've seen it yet but it is um let's let's screen share it yep let me find it okay let's see if i find it faster and just Uh, to the holding up the Miro title. There's a picture with him in front of it, but I you can't see it now. So now I gotta find it here. This is. I'm sure a whole lot of fun for the listeners and viewers, right. I guess. Did you find it already? No. Oh, I, I didn't know I was looking for it. For no, I, I thought you were like, no, it's fine. I can keep looking for it. Uh, I just had to keep adjusting my. Oh, let's try doing this. I'm doing it this way. Da, da, da. That's the old one. That's the old one. That's the Miro one. See it behind it. No, that's got green on it. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to see the new version of it, uh, like a full picture of it. And so. um, I said with the Miro one. Let's go to sports too. Let's see if this has it on it. Well, this is 
close as I'm gonna find it in short notice here. The one with it with it behind him in the background. No, this is a, this is a better one than that. But uh, share screen. But let's see if I can zoom yeah. on this though. Yeah. there you can see it better uh but yeah. the big thing is you see that the background on the previous version that background was just polished metal and now oh, no, it's, it's got thousands of gemstones there and then the entire border now is gemstones that didn't used to be and then the tnt title now is filled with gemstones as well so it is really blinged out compared to the way it used to be um Ballin so so but that that does make it that they um are 100 uh now rolling with this idea that each new title holder is going to have a new version of the belt ever since brody lee's they retired the brody lee version and then uh uh darby allen had a bl the black version with this but still polished background not blinged out which fits darby allen a little bit better to be perfectly honest um, and then Miro had the Bulgarian version. Now San Guevara has this version. Um, and then we'll roll on. And uh, yeah. so, yes, congratulations to San Guevara. Um, but um, I'm, I'm so excited to see it. Now, that picture also shows off there. That was negative one, Ty Conti and Alan Angels from the Dark Order, as well as Sammy Guevara and, and Fuego. Um, the fact that they have them all posing together here is further to my evidence that the Dark Order is now face. They're a face yeah. team now. Just leave them face. And every one of those people, except for Negative One, has been a heel at some point. Yeah. But just let them be face. And and if you bring in Bray, whatever you want to call him, you make him totally separate. You have him do his own thing. It's great. Whatever. Yeah, you can be George um, Wilson. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, doesn't matter. I don't care. He can do whatever he wants. He can start up his own cult. Um, that's fine. I don't care. He just needs to keep him away from the Dark Order because he doesn't he doesn't serve the purpose that people think he serves by having him in the Dark Order. Um, no. No. And again, you want to you hear just another, another WWE guy. That's a really good way to end up with people saying just another WWE mm -hmm. guy. Right now... We've got gold on people who've never been in WWE. Mm -hmm. Everywhere yep. in AEW. Yep. Every AEW champion right now is uh, a homegrown talent, you could call it. Um, I mean, one of them was grown overseas. Yeah, well, and I say homegrown in the fact that, I mean, none of them are in WWE. The, the, the concept of a, uh, a homegrown talent is really... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's really a misnomer because there, uh, outside of WWE, there's no such thing as a homegrown talent. No, because they get exposure. They get exposure. This this guy's gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they start off they at a gym and then they go to the indies this, and then they this indie company and then mm -hmm. maybe they do six shows with Zello Pro, but another seven shows with Warrior with, Wrestling uh, and Warrior Wrestling and yeah, another seven with. Uh, with uh, um, NOI 
NOI Lucha um, in California or whatever maybe. Um, and so they're they're just bringing more and more people in, and they get that's what you want. You want you don't want to learn under just one guy. Yeah. Um, nowadays, there's so there's so really for instance, we mentioned before Warhorse. I love Warhorse. Um, uh, I can come here and I can look at his career, and as of right now, in 2021, he has wrestled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20 different promotions just in this year alone, right? Last year, he did 26, uh, 27. The year before that, he did 31, you know? And so different promotions, right? And in each of those matches, he did multiple in each of those promotions, he did multiple matches. Three for or five for Glory Pro, three for Cape Championship, um, three for St. Louis Anarchy. You know what um, else he did in every one of those promotions? He rolled some ass. He did. Um, and so in the end, you know, he uh, uh, wrestles in all of those. And of course, he's, I'm sure he's got a day job, right? Because it looks like in 2020, uh in the last um you know what is it eight eight years of his career right the most number of matches he's wrestled in a year has been 73 that was 2019 he did 73 matches right um that's probably not enough for a person to make ends meet as a full-time professional you you want to do the math on it let's just pretend that it's a thousand dollars a match and we Mm -hmm. know it ain't no. We know it isn't because we saw the number of people in Zello Pro. Yeah. Um, but let's pretend it's a thousand dollars a match. That's seventy-three thousand dollars a year. The average household income in the United States right now is ninety. Mm-hmm. Now that's combined two yeah. income households, mm-hmm. but it's ninety. Yeah. It also that seventy-three thousand a year has to uh, be without travel. yeah, without <laughs> paying for travel. So you know, take take a, a third of that for travel and 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 um, housing during that time. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And and suddenly you so wait, realize, yeah. Wait. Didn't we say something about maybe go watch your indie guys? Yes. Watch Pay for indie their wrestling. autographs. Yes. Buy a shirt. Buy a, a picture. Yep. Exactly. You can also buy a shirt from us and pay for their autographs. <laughs> yes, like that, right back there. Can't point to it. Thumb, thumb back to it. That there. Yeah. there. Um and so support your local wrestling, but that's the deal. Is you know, <clears throat> in his uh, career, um, and you know, I'm not going to take the time to actually count specifically. Um, let's see, does this have that ability to do that at all? Nope, it doesn't. Um, he's probably wrestled for somewhere around fifty different promotions, all told. Um. You know, and so there's there's no one of those promotions that he can say and can claim he's homegrown. Yeah. You know, yeah he he got something from JJ Garrett. Mm-hmm. I guarantee in that match in Kearney, Nebraska, he learned something from JJ Garrett. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, or he goes to from AW. talking to Cole Cabana 
the night he was gonna wrestle JJ Garrett. Yeah, but that's the other. In the end, let's let's just say for argument's sake that uh, Warhorse signs with AEW. Um, people would say he's an AEW homegrown talent, but he's not. He's an indie no, talent correct. who who got his finally got his break and and signed. Um, WWE currently is the only promotion in America that can have that homegrown talent. Homegrown. <laughs> um, because they're the only ones that have a whole facility, whole thing for training, and they're the only ones who think, hey, it's a good idea to just go find bodybuilders and train them to wrestle. Um, yeah. And every everywhere else is like go train to wrestle at a wrestling academy, and uh, then get out on the thing. And if you're good enough, we'll we'll sign you. Um. So, so that's why I say you know they they talk about homegrown wrestlers here and there, but in the end, it's just uh, wrestlers who started with. And that's what I always want to say. Uh, I don't care if a wrestler spent time in WWE. Did they start with WWE? Or did they start on the indies and then spend some time in WWE? Yeah. Uh, because Cold Cabana spent some time in WWE. Very uh, short amount of time. Yes. WWE. Very short amount of time. Technically, but, Matt and Nick Jackson spent some time in WWE. They were only ever there as as like day yeah. jobbers. Yeah. Um, but uh, Cold Cabana was actually on under contract. For a short period of time. Um, let me see what year it was for the sake of arguments here. Because um, it was only for a short period of time. And I think it was only technically in NXT. Um, boom, boom, boom. What year was it? Also, invest the money for Cole Cabana to frog splash your friend. Yes. It was only going to be 35 bucks, but for whatever reason, we chose not to. I would have taken it for 35 bucks. I'm saying that. <laughs> I, just, I was doing the math in my head. Those shirts that we have, that may be my most expensive non-shoe um, apparel. You know, when you add all the, all the uh, signatures, we paid signatures onto it, yeah. It very most likely is mine. Man. I think I have a couple of Savannah wrestled in so many places, it's hard to find the WWE logo in the midst of all the other ones. There it is. 2008. He wrestled under contract, but he wrestled a total of four matches in 2008. And then they released it. He was on uh, SmackDown, and he wrestled against the Brian Kendrick and lost. And then he was on SmackDown um, a week later, and he was in the championship scramble, um, and he lost to the Brian Kendrick again. It also had Armando Estrada, Kurt Hawkins, Funaki, Jimmy Wang Yang, Ryan Braddock, Super oh, crazy. Yang. I wonder what he's doing these days. Vladimir Kozlov and Zack Ryder in that. Um, then he was in a two-on-one handicap match uh, a couple weeks later. Um, 
again lost two on one. Uh, he was part of the two lost to Vladimir Kozlov. And then uh, a week later, he wrestled the great Kali and lost. Um, and uh, fun, fun piece of math here. Um, so that's six, seven, 28. Uh, less than nine minutes of total wrestling time in four matches. Jeez, a beat. Um, and uh, did you know what uh, Colt Cabana's name was in WWE? No, Scotty Goldman. Um, and he in his stand-up comedy he says, uh, which is just one, one uh, step short of Jewy McJewface. Um, <laughs> uh, he does not have good things to say about um, Vince McMahon's. Um, yeah, you know those two may rekindle their friendship just under the hatred of Vince McMahon. Yeah, maybe. Who cares about the litigation? But that's the deal. is, And that's why I say I, I don't care if you spent some time in WWE. It's about whether you got your start in WWE that matters, right? Because if you got your start in WWE, chances are you spent almost your entire career in WWE. You probably started off in WWE. So a perfect example. And someone who... um is is actually really excelling now on it on thing but um that that zach Ryder, now matt cardona right he technically he uh started in 2004 at the new york wrestling connection but then in 2005 he got signed to wwe and uh was basically there ever since until he, he got was a go. wwe product so he's a WWE product. He's about as close as you can get to a duh. Matt, Matt Hardy's also in my category. He went somewhere else, but yeah. Um Alexa Bliss is a perfect example. Alexa Bliss wasn't even a wrestler before she got her start in WWE. She went to a tryout. Like now, did it turn out better? I mean, would she do great on the on the indie circuit now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's just some people that are WWE through and through. Yeah. Um, and, and truly, a lot of those guys, they, they did some indie circuit stuff. The Miz did some indie circuit stuff, um, but mostly tough enough. Let's see. It's fun. You go to you go to Alexa Bliss. Yeah. She has not worked for a single other promotion other than WWE. Check your map on The Miz. Let's see. The Miz career. I don't know um, if he's done any televised or show matches. Uh, he did nine matches in 2003 for Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and then six the next in 2004 and then got signed to WWE. So he worked for one other promotion before signing. He very, did. Very Matt Cardona esque. Yeah. He did. Um, uh, spent some time in Deep South, which was a WWE feeder product, product. Uh, Pro Wrestling Alliance, and Florida Championship Wrestling, which are, I think, all WWE seed ones. Um, take some time here, and I'm going to look up John Cena. 
He may have just been OVW and WWE. That's fun out here. Um, um, what's this first one? Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Was that the same one the Miz was at? Yeah. That, so that, must, that must be another feeder. Because, yeah, 99 and Ultimate Pro Wrestling, 2000, then he gets signed to WWE. While uh, there, then he spent some time in Ohio Valley. Uh, six matches for NWA, which must have been during their partnership with, through Cornette. Um, Heartland Wrestling Association, All Pro Wrestling, and Ultimate Pro Wrestling, and then OVW. And... That's about it. Anyways, so uh, we got off on a weird tangent on this thing. There's no such thing as homegrown talent in anything other than WWE. Everyone on AEW, everyone on Impact Wrestling, everyone on Ring of Honor, everyone in uh, any of the the promotions in America got their start on the indie circuits. Or that, in WWE. That says something for the product. I, I truly want to emphasize to people that, that there is something to be said for the product in having exposure to multiple coaches, not kayfabe coaches, not just Arn Anderson standing behind Cody, but genuine coaches. People, um, whether, you know, if we go back to the 90s, learning under Killer Kowalski and then then later on learning under, um, you know, the, the Von Eriks and, and whatever it may be. Having the, uh, learning, learning under... Um, Kurt or Stu Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said for exposure to multiple philosophies, multiple ideas. Um, to not to bring up another homegrown WWE, but Ahmed Johnson, who I, I listened to a wonderful Mark Henry uh podcast with uh Stone Cold, um, where where he talked about Ahmed ruining his career because. He thought he was more over than um, the guy who's widely recognized as the first black NWA champion in uh, Farouk. Um, he was called Farouk at the time. I know it's Ron Simmons, but uh, in Farouk. And so he thought, I'm more over than him. I'm going to kick him in the kidneys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a potato in his kidney and put him on the shelf for nine months. Um, needless to say, Farouk um, buried his career <laughs> by putting Ahmed Johnson through the stretcher, man, <laughs> like in, yeah. in, in the ring. So, but anyways, there's no, like I said, there's no such thing as homegrown talent in anywhere other than WWE right now. Now, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, in fact, actually let's say 25 years ago, there was a different homegrown talent. WCW. Yeah. Had the power plant. Um, they had homegrown talent, but since then, there isn't anyone. Even in AEW, where Cody Rhodes owns the runs the Nightmare Factory, Dustin Rhodes runs Rhodes Wrestling Academy. Um, none of those, none of those are direct feeder grounds into AEW. They have not shown to be. It's an, it's an opportunity to be exposed, but you're also only mm-hmm. learning there. And and I think what we've seen from Tony Khan and, and his EVPs is they want you to have exposure to multiple educators, 
Um, they want you to have multiple philosophies in your mind. They want you to learn from learn from the guys who who multiple talking styles. Because otherwise, everybody's LA night trying mm-hmm. to be the Rock. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the official cage match Nightmare Factory roster, all time roster, right? Because Nightmare Factory has put out four, I want to say um specials we'll call them nightmare factory showcases um which are actually really fun to watch on youtube i highly recommend you to check them out but keep in mind when you watch these most of these people wrestling in these showcases this is their first wrestling match before this it was all training this is their first chance to show off in front of a crowd and so they are very green most of them um, like you go here, 51 total, uh, in the all time roster on cage match, only one of them appeared in more than one of their shows. That's Dean Alexander, who I believe went off and was on a couple episodes of AEW Dark. Peter, um, it's Peter, obviously, uh, Peter, but uh, yeah, he's been on a few episodes of AEW Dark, but mostly it's been. You know, knees and stuff like that. But other than that, other than Dean Alexander, I look down here and I don't recognize any of these other names from even appearing on. Oh, there's Julia Hart. That's the first one. Feeder. That's it's it's a feeder. Julia Hart is a homegrown talent for AEW. First one. She's the only one. It's a, um, it, it, I mean, yeah. I guess technically, um, uh, what's her name in the Dark Order? Tony. No, the no. Anna J. She Tony. was, uh, she was a um, Nightmare Factory one, and now she's in it, but. But really, the vast majority of them go off and, and wrestle on the indies and, and then eventually make it to AEW. And they get a tryout on AEW Dark or Dark Elevation. And if they do well enough or they impress the right people or whatever, they get called back for another one. And like Fuego, Fuego is a really good example. Uh, Winless in AEW, Fuego. Um. He's, he's got one now. Thank you very much. Uh, Sorry. But he is the master of the Tornado DDT, you know. It is, but, it, it is Nero's weakness. But up until he started appearing on AEW Dark last year, uh, he was exclusively indies. He was all over the place. Um, he wrestled 40 matches in 2019. Um, you know, just on the indies, going all over the place, hitting up. Uh, it looks like he appeared on Impact one time, or um, what's this? Riot Wrestling Alliance. Um, AAW. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can find like Juggalo Pro Wrestling or some shit like that on here. That would be fun. Anyways, but that's the deal. And and he pressed enough on Dark. Coming in, wrestling those matches, 16 matches on Dark in 2020, and then 33 matches 
so far this year, most of them on dark in 2021 and eventually got his shot and uh, got a contract. And, and now he's, um, but some people would call him a homegrown talent, but he's not, he's not a homegrown AEW talent. He wrestled, you know, hundreds of matches before coming to almost 200 matches before coming to AEW. Um, really is a testament to some people coming to, coming to their own a different pace. Mm-hmm. He actually even wrestled one match, I believe, in WWE. Yep. Under the name Bob uh, the Mask Builder. Nope. KJ Orso, which I do believe... Um, Let's see. It doesn't even say. I don't know if that's his real name or 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 what, but that was the name he wrestled under there. One match. Um he got beat by Eric Rowan in 25 seconds. Yep. Claw fucking claw. Slam. Uh, at least Greg Cully used both hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, so um, you you mentioned something. So I'm going to go ahead and move on uh, after our weird rant that went on and on about all sorts of shit. We're going to move on to commendations and misdemeanor. I'm going to put them all together because this one, this one potentially is both a commendation and a misdemeanor in the fact that, um, and I'm, I'm using misdemeanor in a more literal sense in that standpoint, uh, fucking Arn Anderson, um, uh, saying, saying, um, one of the best promos of the week. Um, but, uh, flat out saying he would murk someone if they tried to tried to carjack him on TV. Do you see that promo? Mm-hmm. Um, it was after uh, Cody Rhodes got done with his match. It was a, it was a tag match. Cody and um, fucking um, what's his name? Oh yeah, what's his name? The 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 nightmare fact. I'm gonna have to do this here. I'm blinking on the name. It was a tag team match. Cody Rhodes and. No, they've kind of moved past that. Lee Johnson, that's the name. Okay, yeah. Versus Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. And in the match, Cody Rhodes started to kind of showboat a bit. Now, I want to point out, when he showed up for this match, he came out in full, like, um, Superman meets Homelander sort of gear and got booed. Booed the fuck out of that crowd. Um and I don't know if he expected it or not, but the crowd was not behind him at all. <clears throat> but he against Dante Martin, who, uh, speaking of future stars, Dante Martin is on that list. Dante Martin's a fucking superstar somewhere down the road. Um, but he's also only like 20 years old right now. He's the youngest currently contracted AEW wrestler, if I'm correct. Anyways, uh, flying all over the place on that. Cody starts to get cocky and everything lee johnson literally walks over grabs cody by the by the belt pulls him over to the corner so that lee can grab the tag rope and tag himself in so that they can get the and then ends up winning the match right um and then cody gets up and starts to deliver this 
promo starts to go into his fiery promo against uh Malachi Black and uh Arn Anderson interrupts him and says no we need to talk you know here um you know what the difference between you and me is um the difference is if we were um both getting carjacked right we were getting carjacked you would be like oh geez i'm sorry here take the car take it just don't hurt me if i was getting carjacked i'd pull my glock out and i'd splatter his brains across the pavement Yes, that is exactly what Arn Anderson said. And at the time he's doing it, he's holding his hand like a gun to Cody's head. And then he says, I don't coach losers and walks out. What? And Lee Johnson follows him. Kind of like a, a chided puppy dog. Like, I don't know if I should, but I'm scared to not follow him. So, um, and leaves... Cody in the ring alone. Um, now, I don't know if they're intending on turning Cody heel, but this is how you turn Cody heel. Right. The fans already hate him for whatever reason. Right. I don't I don't get the hatred for Cody. I do get the hatred for Cody coming out with Brandy. Um, Brandy doesn't need to be coming out with Cody. I'm, I'm fine with her not being there. But anyways. Um, and I get it, you know, some people I get, um, they feel Cody's kind of overexposed and he's done it. They, there's the, I think, um, unearned concept that Cody always tries to put himself over instead of putting over the new people. Right. Cause I want to point out Malachi Black has beat him twice. Um, uh, he lost to the Nightmare Factory before finally getting a win in the end. Um, he uh, uh, went to no contest with QT Marshall. Um, he had all those things where like Scorpio Sky defeated him in the number one contenders match. Jade Cargill and Shaq defeated him in Red Velvet. Um, uh, you know, he had those Darby Allen ones where Darby Allen won the TNT title from him. Uh, you know, I think, but I also think he knows that sometimes you can put a wrestler over. Like I said before, you can put a wrestler over even if they don't win, right? Even the matches that Darby Allen lost to Cody elevated Darby Allen, right? Uh, even the matches that Anthony Agogo lost to Cody Rhodes elevated Anthony Agogo. Right. Sure. Um and and so all of this, but I, I I guess I don't understand the hatred, but I kinda get it, you know. I don't follow it. So uh but the crowd was one hundred percent against him. This is this is how you turn him heel, right? And I know he doesn't want to be heel, he said before, but fucking just be heel, embrace it, right? Malachi Black is gonna get cheered regardless <laughs> of how you try to do this. So let him be heel. Let it, him take this and come back vicious and all that stuff. Whatever. But my point is uh, fucking misdemeanor and commendation. It was a fucking great promo by Arn Anderson. We knew could deliver fire promos from his entire career. Um, but also, it really sounded like he just confessed to 
fucking murking people. You know what I mean? Like literally says, I would pull out my Glock and I would splatter his brains. Or maybe he said blood. Splatter his his head. Body parts. Yeah. Existence. Um, So, which is why uh, you about to play the pub- public domain version of it. Well, I'm just trying to find the uh, trying to find if I can find a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, transcription of it. He apparently already has started to do merchandise, like saying. Armed Anderson. <laughs> that must be a joke, it, Bobby. He, he also has uh, not now a T-shirt that says "Arn," but the "R" is a is a pistol. Um, and it, underneath it, it says "Spilling brains on the concrete since 1982." That's terrifying. It, yeah, it really is terrifying. It 100% is. But, um, and, you know, he's supposed I mean, to be terrifying. He's aren't fucking there's, so, there's something to be said for that, to, to say, I don't coach losers, and if you're going to be too busy showboating, I already had to partner with a showboat and held us down or held so us here, back. Here's the, here's the exact quote. A man jerks your door open and says, out of the car. I'm taking your car. You can take it. Just don't hurt me. You know what I do? I pull out the Glock. I put it to his forehead, and I spill his brains all over the concrete. I'm Arn Anderson, and all that implies, and I'll be damned if I'm going to coach a loser. Okay. Yeah. So so that's that's both a commendation and a misdemeanor. I mean, I, you know... You had you do have a right to defend your own property. However, uh, I don't, I don't know if spilling someone's brains over the pavement is included in that. Um, there are there are certain other requirements before you're allowed yeah. to do that. The threat of death. Uh, and so, so may, maybe I, I guess I'm just saying, talk to a lawyer before you confess to it on national <laughs> TV, maybe. <laughs> Um, since 1982, how many unsolved crimes? Yeah, let's, we need let's, Robert Stack up in this bitch to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, what, what's his name? The uh, um, America's Most Wanted guy, um, John, <laughs> yeah, um, is it Grisham? Grisham? I don't remember, it doesn't matter. Um, anyways, all right, so I, I do have one. Um, and I, you know, I started the show with beating a dead horse. I'm going to finish the show with beating a dead, dead horse. Um, this, the, the impact from, we had more extreme rules matches last week than we had in extreme rules. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw a misdemeanor out there. Fucking pay attention to what your pay-per-view is. Yep. If it's Hell in a Cell and you only have one Hell in a Cell match, it's not Hell in a Cell. That's a Hell in a Cell match. 
That's a, mm-hmm. it's you pigeonholing a match to fit the pay-per-view so that you make sure you have one. Mm-hmm. If it's extreme rules and you don't make all the matches extreme rules, and we listed dozens of them, you made we spent the prior Tuesday making up random ones. You did that. Some of them were terrible, some of them were good, but you did that. Yeah, but they all would have been extremer. More, more extreme, more extreme. They all would have been extremer than what we got. Yes. And so, and then on top of it, the one match that you have that's extreme rules falls apart because of a faulty ring and you don't address it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's not addressing it in the end because uh, there's fan cam footage. I don't know if you saw the fan cam footage. Um, of the one of the uh, cameramen cutting the rope, right? The, to make the to make the ropes down. fall apart, like so. The red light, uh, Finn Balor's up on top of the ropes, uh, getting ready to do the coup de gras, and and uh, a cameraman gets up in the across the way, and so out of frame from where it is, and you don't like because it's red light and dark, you don't really see. But you see him kind of, he's got the camera here, and you see him do something down here. And then he, and then the ropes collapse, and he steps down and away. And you see something that looks like it could be a knife or maybe, maybe, um, uh, hedge clippers or something like that. You know what I mean? Pruning shears, uh, to cut the rope with, uh, in there. So we're pretty certain that that's, that's how it happened. I mean, because it all lined up exactly. So, so fucking turn it into a storyline. Right, have it be that that was like I mean you easily, yeah. It should say you paid the dude, or we're fucking you know film a vignette, a vignette even uh, that shows Jay Uso walking backstage and taking off a cameraman's hat and putting down a camera, you know, or whatever. Right, turn it into to a storyline. Uh, because the, the fact that you didn't explain it, we're now just supposed to believe what God made the ring collapse. Yeah, I really, I really thought that we were going to go this. I thought Roman was going to release a vignette, very Andrade Elidolo. I really thought, okay, well then that's obviously where they're going, and Roman's going to be pissed off. You think I can't win this match by myself? Because mm-hmm. somebody helped him win. Yeah. Um. You think I can't beat Finn, ba- Finn Balor? Finn Balor? You know, just all sorts of... I don't care if he's got makeup on or not. You know, Talk about practice. Yeah. Just, he could have cut that promo probably better than El Idolo, mostly because he's his uh, first language is English. Um, but I, I really thought that's the... And, and they, don't, they don't do anything about it. Nothing. Nothing like well, mm-hmm. we're we're moved on. The, the ring broke. Sorry, what yeah. that's my thing. It's just not even not even acknowledging it in any way, shape, or form. He wants us to acknowledge it, him, he they need to acknowledge this. It, that's it, part it, of the problem. And I and I know I went off on 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 I don't understand this. This is another one. I you have stories built. It's the number one issue WWE has above all else, above changing the storylines, above all else. It's not finishing what you have. Mm-hmm. Finish something. 
anything. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Like, a lot of the people have come and said, well, how would you have done it? You got to protect Finn Balor. You got to... I wouldn't have booked the match in the first place. If, no. If you I'm have sure a match. I wouldn't have been the demon. Yeah. If you have a match where your worry is, how do I protect both sides? Then that tells me that you shouldn't have that match. It tells me you don't know how to book yeah. a, a Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen type match mm-hmm. or a Darby Allen versus CM Punk, both of which the series as a whole, Darby Allen lost. Yeah. In the last match, he beat Cody. But three matches prior, he had a tie and two losses, and yeah. then he beat Cody. But like I um, said, the important Punk, thing is- he lost to CM Punk and was over. It tells me you don't know how to protect yeah. a wrestler but who's as talented as Finn Balor without having him win. Yeah. Or having well, to lose because of a freak incident. Yeah. No. And my point still being is if if you are worried about protecting both wrestlers, then don't do the match. That's it's as simple as that, right? Don't do professional wrestling. Right. Well somebody's gotta lose. Well, yeah, somebody's gonna lose. But if you're if you're worried about doing it, don't book those two people together. Roman Reigns could have gone up against almost anyone, and and yeah. he's a good enough wrestler. You put a good enough, you put him against Cesaro again. You don't have to worry about protecting Cesaro. Cesaro can lose, and people will still fucking love him because he's we know phenomenal. you were just buying time until Brock was available. Mm-hmm. So so do whatever you want. But if you're worried, oh, we can't have. We can't have this person lose cleanly because that won't protect him. Then don't fucking book that match. Just don't do it. You booked yourself into this corner and now you have this mess. Uh, I hear some people comparing it to two other matches that one have happened recently and one of them not too long ago. Um, The first one that I hear people comparing it to is, well, it's like the ending of the exploding barbed wire, exploding death match. I go, no, it's not. Because here's the deal. That match was somebody losing yeah, A, that match ended with someone losing, but B, that match ended with a legitimate mistake, a legitimate botch, right? The fireworks did not go off the way that they were planned, right? That is different than booking the ending. If it had come out that they had always booked the ending of the exploding barbed wire death match to be a fizzle of, of fireworks, then uh, you, criticism of it would be warranted, right? Mm-hmm. But but the problem is it was simply a mistake. It was a mistake that they have to fix and they had to book around and all that stuff, but it was a mistake. The ending of the Finn Balor or Demon versus uh, Roman Reigns match was booked that way. That was a booking decision. That's the difference there. Yes, I will give... Give leeway to mistakes any day of the week because all of us make mistakes, right? That I made a mistake this week at my at my real job, right? At on either of those, fifteen bucks. We've said both of us on either of those. If you give us a reason that it happened, which AEW did do on their botch, and WWE did not do on their intentional botch, yeah, we're okay with it. I refuse to go with the botch. Kenny Omega said, well, I I mean, I set up the fireworks wrong. (laughs) Yeah. They came up with the storyline in the end, but in the end, it doesn't even, to me, matter about them coming up with a storyline because, again, I will always give leeway to mistakes because mistakes happen. Like I said, I made a mistake at my real-life job this week. It cost me 15 bucks in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And and the mistake was simply I I didn't notice something until it was too late and and I had to fix it and fifteen dollars was the way to fix it right. Um, I will always give leeway to mistakes because mistakes are how you learn. Mistakes are how you get better at things, right? Sure. Uh, but I will not give leeway to purposefully bad booking. Purposefully bad booking because that's Correct. what this was. And I'm not going to give it leeway. The other match that people have tried to compare it to and say, well, why is it this bad versus, and the other one isn't, is the 30-minute time limit draw between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. They're like, well, see, there they were protecting both wrestlers. No, they weren't. No, they fucking weren't. No, that They were setting up a bigger storyline. That means your world champion can't win over somebody. Yeah. They were setting up a bigger storyline. And that played out this week, right? Brian Danielson says, I, I want another match. I want to, you know, neither of us got a victory there. I want there to be a finish to this. I want there to be one hand raised. And um, if I have to go through all of the members of your team, I will. And then they had a match, uh, Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson on Rampage. And it was a great match. And it's going to lead to, I would assume, Matt next Jackson. week, a Matt Jackson match. Um, or maybe Brian Danielson versus one of the Good Brothers. Or or maybe they'll do a tag match. Brian Danielson and somebody versus the Good Brothers or yeah. the Young Bucks or something. You know what I mean? Um, but it's going to build up to eventually, and I would bet it's going to be at full gear, a... a match there must be a winner match where either kenny omega or brian danielson will win right there will will be a winner and they will there be a brandon cutler match if if there is it better be short (laughs) i loved the promo i loved the promo we got the elite people and we you know we got a couple of our friends you know brandon and well, like Brandon tried to take the mic and say something, and they said, "No, <laughs> you don't get to talk." And then they gave it to Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> uh, Brandon and, and Mike, and he said, "I don't have anything to say." And then he gave the mic away. <laughs> but that's that's why this is different, right? They didn't book that to go to a 30-minute time limit draw because they felt like they had to protect both sides. They booked it to go to a 30-minute time limit draw because they have a bigger storyline planned, right? And the thing is, and I they've would... they've done their time limit draws that way. Yeah, the they've Cody done it versus Darby one mm-hmm. was a, was a storyline. Yep. And in the end, I would have given WWE credit if they would have had the fiend, uh, not the fiend, but the the demon versus Roman Reigns go to a thirty minute draw, right? I don't have a problem with draws, as long as they fit the storyline. In this case, if you want to protect both wrestlers and you don't want either one to lose, that makes sense. But you have to have a larger storyline behind it. Now he they went to a thirty minute draw. Now we've got to have a bigger match at Crown Jewel or whatever. Well, they're not going to do that. They're going to have a Rock Crown Jewel, so that's not storyline. <laughs> but that's so anyway. No, I mean it. it that it, the frustration is finish something. Just finish mm-hmm. something. Well, yeah. Here's the deal. 
if you're um if you're not gonna make the extreme rules part be part of multiple matches and more specifically if you want that match with the the um demon versus Rome Reigns to end that way. Don't make an extreme rules match. Make one of the other five matches, the six matches of the night extreme rules. Heck, make all of the other ones and make that one be the only non-extreme rules match. Yeah, make that a non-extreme rules because it just makes sense to um we have to have rules for these guys or mm-hmm. they'll rip each other's heads off. Yep. Okay. Well we we have to we have to have a basic match here or Greatest greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah, you know. yeah. But like I said, if you okay. had a if if they had a bigger storyline, the problem is we know they don't have a bigger storyline planned for this. We know no. that that demon's not going to come out in a week and and say Roman Reigns, you didn't beat me fair and square. Blah 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 blah. Because that's not the plan. Um, I mean, I hate to say. You- I was How many right. times have they done a draw because Brock Lesnar got involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Oh, but There's you can't do it if build. it's an extreme rules match. So what you do? Um. Oh, both of them are unable to compete because Brock annihilated everyone. Yes, a double countout, a double. You know, no yeah, one could. Neither of them could could answer the ten, 10 count. Yeah. Yep. Um. That's fine. You know, those are storylines. But in the end... I wouldn't have enjoyed that, but it was better than what we got. Better than what they got. But in the end, you know, I I still come back to just don't book this match. Right? How many other people do you have on the SmackDown roster that you could have put against Roman Reigns that wouldn't have made you feel like, oh, I gotta have it end in this weird way to protect both sides? The bottom line is we have a, a guy who's put on good matches with, with Roman Reigns, um, who recently was trying to get an opportunity at a title, um, did not get that title, um, and that opportunity was used on Raw by Big E. And so why not have Happy Corbin? Mm-hmm. Why not book something where it doesn't hurt Happy Corbin because he's so happy because he's already got the money. It's fine that he lost. No big deal. Um, I wouldn't have had a problem. With, I wouldn't have had a problem. Uh, frankly, I wouldn't I have had a problem seen that with, match in two years. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't have had a problem with King Nakamura saying, "I'm the Intercontinental Title holder and King of the Ring winner yeah. and the King of the Ring." Well, how have I not gotten sort of winner? <laughs> yeah. How have I not gotten mm-hmm. a title shot? Yeah. Give me that shot. New King of the Ring coming up. That's exciting. That's a commendation. Yep, and a Queen of the Ring. They'll waste that. Yeah. Well, if I'm correct, the finals are supposed to be at Crown Jewel. Well, I mean, Crown. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You'll have to tell me how it is. No, I won't. You won't want to know anything about it. You'll just be like, "Mm, blood money. Well, yeah, but you'll still have to tell me. It was a good match. I'll be like, okay. Who won? Who's is it going to be on the King Thursday of the Ring? again? Who who who's who's the Queen of the Ring? When is Crown Jewel? How mad are you going to be if Brock wins the title at Crown Jewel? You were taking the title off of Roman, anyways. <laughs> Thursday, October twenty first. 
Yay, a Thursday. Yeah. Good stuff. What time does that put it at for here? Two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 11 o'clock a.m. for us here. Mm. Noon Eastern. Fun times. Yeah. Suppose that's better than them holding it on a, on the Sundays that they were holding it on. That's uh, I mean, I understand they avoid Fridays like the plague in Saudi Arabia as they should. It's the holy day in Saudi Arabia, um, for that day of the week. But well, I mean, ultimately, that's that's the dilemma that you run into with an international audience, right? Or more specifically. A national audience and an international show, right? Yes. The problem they run into anytime, like there's reports that um, Royal Rumble next year is going to be in the UK, right? In 2023. Um, no, 2022. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was hearing. Boy, that that's tough. Yeah. That makes so, it 9 so, a.m. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, in early in the day for us and. We're going to be like, hey, great. Now, as long as they put it on a um, Sunday, it wouldn't be horrible. But the, the problem that they're going to run into with that is like real sports that happen during the day. Well, the, the fortunate part for Royal Rumble is it actually happens on the week between the end of the NFL uh, playoffs and the Super Bowl. So um, they're usually safe there. Well, except for that's the Pro Bowl day, um, which, yeah, Pro Bowls aren't aren't huge and all of that stuff. I get it, but it's an all-day sort of event sort of a thing. And if you're doing the Royal Rumble during the day because it's overseas, People now you do, do have that. Uh, um, Nobody watches the Oh, Bowl. no, so, so it looks like... Uh, St. Louis is officially the host of it 2022. So maybe it was 2023 that they were talking about. They can do that. I mean, something like that. You, you do run into any non Judeo Christian countries are going, going to have a different week set up. Not oh, that, no. It's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's Friday. SummerSlam. SummerSlam that they're wanting to do at potentially Ooh. Wembley Stadium. An anniversary. That's pretty cool, I suppose. That that, happened, yeah, that would be would be the thirty year anniversary of uh, uh, Brett and, and uh, Brett and uh, Bulldog. Ninety two. So so yeah, that would make sense. That's not. I, that's okay, I suppose. Mm. That that actually is probably better though because it's prior to the NFL season starting. And it's, um, and it's during baseball season, like baseball it's during season. the missable parts of baseball season. Yeah, but it also there's not quite as much of an overlap between hardcore baseball fans and and wrestling fans, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they're Sting fans, because he carries a baseball bat. Yeah. <sighs> but um, there was something else I wanted to do. A co- oh. Uh, this is kind of a commendation. This is really revisiting an older 
um, I can't remember if it was a misdemeanor or or a commendation. I think it was a misdemeanor. Um, a few months ago, well, well, we'll go back a little bit farther. Uh, more than a few months ago, Leo Rush retired. And then uh, a few months ago, uh, you um, on one of them, uh, I think it was a misdemeanor because he was announced to be at a um, New Japan uh, or Major League Wrestling pay-per-view or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you you gave him a misdemeanor for that. And, and I um, cut in and said, well, in fairness... He did say when he announced his retirement that he would continue to fulfill the dates he'd already agreed to. So it could be that this was something he agreed to before he retired. Okay. And and you said, okay, yeah, that's that's fair and all that stuff. Um, but now we can go back to that crime and we can officially give him that crime <laughs> of, of unretiring because it was announced this week that he is now all elite again. So he is unretired now. What? So he retired long enough to get out from underneath his non-compete. Well, he was released. He was released. He was signed to AEW. He was announced, signed to AEW, wrestled um, one or two matches. uh, And uh, then retired. And had to... Um, like there was a big deal that uh, like uh, Tony Khan released him from his contract for it. So, um, yeah, he was part of the Casino Battle Royal in uh, May. That's right. Yeah, double or nothing. Um, Retired. Now he's back. And then he retired because uh, reportedly because of injuries and all that stuff. Um. But he wrestled in June, he wrestled in July, he wrestled in August. Um, I think it was August, uh, that you made a uh, thing about it, and and then he continued to wrestle like he retired. Um, and there has not been a month since he retired that he did not wrestle matches. And so, in in fairness, let's just say he still had agreements with New Japan and with MCW is this, to do is, some events. Could this be a kayfabe storyline where he's the guy who retires all the time? He's, he's Batista quitting and then coming back and quitting and then coming back? I don't know. I I don't see it. But either way, the crime is now the misdemeanor or maybe it's Zep uh, gets up up to a, a a felony now um because it's now it's upheld it, it no longer is this a well maybe this was a previously arranged date no yeah. e- even if all of no. the new japan things were previously arranged even if all the mcw things were prearranged because it looks like he did two mcws he did um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes of N- New Japan Strong, and then New Japan Resurgence. Even if all of those were previously arranged before he retired, right? The new announcement that now he's back and and going to be in AEW and all that stuff means he's unretired, and now the crime stands. 
Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see him back, and I hope he's healthy. And because he is, he is um, remarkably gifted in the ring. Absolutely. I would have loved fast. to see. He's so fast, fast. so fast and agile. So it's, it's crazy. Uh, He'll put on great matches with Guevara or mm-hmm. or Hangman um, or Darby or. It looks like only twice was he in a match with Kushida. Uh, once it was a battle royal, and once it was a six-man tag where he was on the same team as Kushida. How much would you have loved to have seen a Kushida oh versus gosh. Leo Rush match? How oh fire would that have been? Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited, but I also don't want to have this be a routine. Yeah. So, this, so here, and, here, and I said the Leo, same thing about Kaylee Ray or Kylie Ray. Yeah, Leo. If if you feel the need to retire again, think really, really hard about it, and then make it a final retirement. Make or, it real. or make it stick for at least a year. Yeah, because um, I I don't want you to be the Terry Funk that has a thousand retirement matches. Um, I would get tired of that with you. I get tired of a Terry Funk. Here's a, here's a another commendation. Okay. We don't have. I, I've skimmed articles. I haven't read the articles, so I don't. I still don't know if 100 it's been released. What AEW's new title is, but the fact that they're releasing a new title, I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I skimmed, it looked like it's a mid card women's. That's what it's speculated to be a mid card women's. I would. I would have liked it. I'm I'm hoping it's a, a women's tag title. Um, just because they have been starting to build up women's tag teams. They've got uh Ty J with Ty Conti and, and Anna J. They've got um um Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Um I think they're going to put uh uh Diamante and um uh, Kira Hogan together. It would make sense because they're a real life couple, so why not? Um, and so they've they've got enough women. They've actually got a, a multitude of women that they could put in women's tags that would then help help them develop a women's division a little bit more without focusing entirely on singles matches, right? Because uh, tag matches are a really great way to develop lots of women, lots of people in a short amount of time. You know, right? the other piece to that is I've missed for a very long time having an emphasis on a tag division. Yes, I've had it for two years with AEW on the men. But as a whole, there's just domestically United States wrestling, domestically televised United States wrestling, has not had an emphasis on on tag wrestling at all. Um, The best example being, we actually have a, a quote that we can say Anytime we talk about a tag team in WWE, and that's we're gonna have ourselves a tag match, brother. Player, player, player. Um, and and so it would be nice. Now it may very well still end up being the trios. It yeah, maybe the well trios, I or maybe a TNT title for the women, a mid card title. Yeah, I um, hope it's not a trios. I would be okay with either of the two women's division. I really yeah. would. I think. I think that uh, says something to one of the things we see in professional wrestling 
is as a whole, it is still very misogynistic. Justifiably, it's it's a violent thing for women as a whole. Don't sit around and, and argue in favor of uh, Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Just in general, as a whole, they don't. Um, I mean, it is just so everybody knows. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I mean, it's, it's not, but it it is. No, I mean, it takes it place at Christmas, but that doesn't make it a Christmas movie. It's a, it's a Christmas movie. No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, yeah, what no, part no, of the spirit of Christmas is in Die Hard? Saving people? That's, That's what not the spirit did. of Christmas. <laughs> so anyway, moving forward. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, I, we'll talk more I, about that later. After the podcast? Okay. Um, so... You froze. Okay, there you are. Uh, I'm not frozen so, for me. Um, so anyway, after after all of it's said and done, um, I would like to see a promotion have the same number of titles for the women's division as they mm-hmm. have for the men's division. Yes. Um, that would be nice. Sure would be nice. Yep. Sure would. Yep. Sure would. Yep. So head that direction. That's all I'm saying. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Start don't do that. the trios until you have at least three women's titles. You can, and if you wanted to skip and have one for men that you don't have for women, get all three of the women's titles set up: the mm-hmm. the world champion, the mid card champion, and and the uh, the tag champion, and then add the trios and don't have a women's trios. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And I mean, here's the deal. There is going to be a point that we would have to have a discussion as to how many titles is too many titles for AEW. And that would be based on how many hours of TV they have on the regular. Yeah. I and think that, seven, seven's the maximum. Six yeah. to seven's the maximum for any organization. And so you I could go to eight, but that's it. Yeah. I would say, I would say six would be the maximum um, a world title, a mid card title, and a tag title. Um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be opposed to them instead of doing a trios title, just implementing a rule that the tag titles could be defended either trios or, you know what I mean? It would be complex and they'd have to jump through some stuff and I'm, I'm really spitballing it rather than implementing a full trios title. Just do something like that that would allow a trio to win it and then a duo beat them, you know, beat the odds and beat them and so on and so forth. I don't know. Rather than implementing a full trio's belt. But but I'm not behind AEW. And frankly, they don't need my input. They're doing good themselves. Um, uh, one thing, it's kind of a misdemeanor I want to go out on. Um, and then we'll probably wrap things up. We. I, I apologize. I did miss that last rant, so I don't have a clue what you said. I had I had somebody who's decided that he can't sleep tonight. It's okay. I, I I mostly was just spitballing on instead of doing a trios title, do some sort of stipulation where the regular tag titles could be defended trios. Ooh, I like that idea too. Um, so you didn't you weren't introducing a new tag title. You were just saying, you know, if you two can, teams agree we can do trios. Yes. We can do it as trios. And then if a trio wins it, then they can treat it like trio or they can treat it like Freebird rules or whatever. I'm, you yeah. know. Now, you um, can't have a trio 
go up against the two team. I, I I think they could even implement a, a situation where they could do that. Because here's the deal. Is if you do three trios on three on two, you're still only tagging one person in at a time. Yeah, that's true. And so in the end, you still could probably do that. Anyways, but that's beside the point. Um, uh, I, I was going to do one final misdemeanor, and now I, I blanked on what I was going to do. Oh, um, this final little misdemeanor before we wrap things up for the day is um, the the wrestling uh, news has been a buzz with headlines like uh, Tony Khan has taken the EVP's power away from them. Um, Tony Khan took their booking power away. Um, the EVPs have lost their booking power. I I really don't think they ever really had booking power. No, I think from day no. one Tony Khan was was pretty clear that no one has like veto power on anything. Not the EVPs, not that the, all of the buck stopped with him in the end. Now he always took advice from, from the EVPs and, and took advice from any of the wrestlers um, and, and did put some power in some of their hands. Like uh, Kenny Omega was partially in charge of the women's division um and and so on and so forth but i now i'm not like privy to behind the scenes stuff i'm i'm here in central nebraska fucking well, i'm not central nebraska eastern nebraska now um uh you know i'm not talking to tony khan or whatever but my understanding from day one always was that tony khan was the main decision maker for everything sure. and that for the most part cody and the bucks and um and Kenny Omega. I think they understood were, scripting and were, were EVP in 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 name only, really, or in more specifically EVP in storyline. Let's call it that, right? What what better way to set this up by saying it's all elite and look at our EVPs or all this? Um, but as far as far as I uh, from day one remember reading, the buck stopped with Tony, and he took advice from stuff. On top of it, like Kenny Omega obviously was struggling with the women's division. There's no no argument with the fact that the women's division was the weaker division in AEW for a long time and still arguably is, right? Sure. Um and and also Kenny Omega's um passion is not really women's wrestling, right? He likes it and all that stuff, but you know what he really likes? Video games. And guess what they're developing right now? Video games. Video game. And guess what he's been put on the, the team and maybe partially in charge of? Helping the video game, right? So, of course, he's going to pull back from the women's division if he's doing that, right? Uh, Cody has so many things on his plate, right? Roads to the top and having a baby, you know, and all of this stuff. And, and uh, the Go Big Show, all of these other things. Of course, he's not going to be heavily involved in day-to-day -day booking anymore because he's well, got other shit to do. A, a big piece of that is is what is an EVP? Does it, is an EVP the guy who just handles this stuff? No, it, it's the president's foot soldiers. Mm -hmm. It's so so I am the right hand man of there are two right hand men of our of the managers in my real life organization. 
and I'm one of them. I'm the one who has to put out the fires, who has to handle those types of things. Um, very little of what I do in my real profession is I'm just going to do it without without any um, without any being told what I'm supposed to do. Um, there's a lot of that that I'm trusted with because of my experience in my real profession. Um, but as a whole, a large mass of it is don't let this become a problem for the president. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, in, in and the so end. That, that is what, what they're doing in, in certain, yeah. you know, hey, handle the TNT contract and, and puts it. They want to do a, a reality show with one of our wrestlers and, and they think it'd be good to have it be you. Well, yeah. yeah, you booked the whole stinking show and then now magically you're number two on a, in, in mm -hmm. the chain of command for a, a wrestling company. Like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, in the end, like I said, I, I, think, I think more of it was storyline than anything. What better yeah. way to sell all elite wrestling than saying, look at our EVPs. Um, yeah. And then they did they did really well. The, you send them out to indie shows, and you say, "Hey, this Darby Allen that's wrestling at this indie show, right? Go to that indie show. Um, I've I've made arrangements for them to allow you, you know, to come in there and offer him a contract, right? Hey, there's this guy Sammy Guevara wrestling down in in uh, Texas. Go to that show and offer him a contract. Hey, we need some referees, right? Go." Go offer, you know, Bryce Remsburg a contract. Go offer, um, Aubrey um, Edwards or, um, um, anyways, you know, do that. And they did that. They showed up and they, it was promotional and all that stuff. But did we really think that Tony Khan, um, who has multiple degrees, if I'm correct, uh, Um, I'm going to look up this because I'm pretty sure he's got multiple degrees, but he's also like runs multiple businesses, right? Um, da, 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 let's see. He graduated uh, from the University of Laboratory High School and then University of Illinois or Urbana-Champaign in 27. 2007 with a bachelor's of science degree in finance. He runs uh, as co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is the co-owner of Fulham FC football team. And then the primary owner of all elite wrestling, right? He also has a company called that he's chairman and owner true media networks. That's an engineering uh, firm specializing in sports analytics, right? Um, so he's got multiple things. Do you think, do you really, really think like step back and, and, and ask yourself, do you really think that he was going to truly put in actual positions of leadership in a wrestling company? The business, Matt and Nick Jackson, who has uh, no real, like, business training or or yeah. thing uh cody rhodes who has has basically no business experience uh, outside of selling his own t-shirts stuff like that um kenny omega who 
I mean, one of the world's best wrestlers, but has no real experience. I mean, do you re- did you really think these were the people that he was going to make his legitimate executive vice presidents to, to make all of the business decisions? No. There's a team of people at AEW, I'm betting, that are... There's talent relations. There's this, yeah. And yeah, they very well could be, hey... We want you heavily involved in talent relations. We want you involved in booking. But at the end of the day, the person who sets up the plan to get from point A to point B is Tony Khan. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is our overarching plan. This is what I want to paint. This is what we're going to paint, the picture we're going to paint. And if he's painting the Mona Lisa and he says, you know, Omega. I think you. I think you. I think you can figure out that smile. Mm-hmm. And I can't get the smile, but I want the Mona Lisa. Then Omega paints the, the smile, but doesn't paint the whole picture, because Omega can't can't paint good eyeballs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but like you know, he didn't go to Matt and Nick Jackson and say, "Hey, become our graphic designer, right? No. Design us a logo, right?" He didn't. He didn't say, "Hey, Kenny Omega, you're EVP, so um, you know, help put together the security for our stuff." Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't. He doesn't look at Cody and say, "Cody, what do you suppose we ought to pay your wife?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cody. Hey, Cody, <laughs> come up with merchandising contracts. You know, con- t- talk to different suppliers about you know who can supply hats for us or shit like that. <laughs> Cody, um, we've got a pandemic. I need you to book a place for us to have wrestling promotions and play here in Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Nick Jackson, I think you need to find us a photographer. Um, let's <laughs> you'll be in charge of marketing, right? No, of course. He went out and hired people to do that. Hey, hey, Cody, why don't you direct the show? Go go sit in the in the really? Well, or in the truck, in the oh, studio yeah. truck. Yeah, he's definitely not doing that. Call have that ever, shit. Have you listened to that audio from when they yeah. did the open? That's fantastic. Get ready one. Get ready one. And one. go one. Get ready five. Eight. Ready five. five. Eight. Five. Ready five. Go ten. Go no, five. Stop. Go ten. Stay five. No, no, no. Stay five. Stay five. Now ten. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That gives you an idea of what, what really So, yeah, I mean, you, you look here. Um, corporate staff. Chad Glenn is director of finance. Well, that name doesn't sound like Cody Rhodes or the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. Um, Chris Harrington, vice president of business strategy. Well, that's that's not one of their names either. Um, Kevin yeah. Sullivan, not the Kevin Sullivan, different Kevin Sullivan, vice president of post production. Um. Legal coordinator, Margaret Stalvey, head of wait, licensing and marketing. Wait, Brandon Cutler's not his attorney? Nope, nope. Uh, oh. Legal coordinator, Margaret Stalvey, uh, Mark Kaplan, head of licensing and merchandising, um, vice president of business operations, Nick Sobich, head of global programming and partnerships, Shane Emerson. The only name on here, the only name out of all of these names here, that uh, in the corporate staff that has a tie to the elite 
is Dana Massey is the chief marketing offer, officer and the chief merchandising officer. You know who Dana Massey is? That's one of the Young Bucks' wife. I think it's Matt's wife, if I'm correct. Okay. Um, but, and here's why that's important to say, that's Matt's wife, um, is it's not Matt, right? Um, Matt's wife has been the person behind the scenes in his entire career designing their merch and putting together their merch stores and ordering their supplies and all of that stuff. So she is actually uh, very well suited for a marketing position yeah. at a company because that's what she has been doing. Yeah. Um, but she's been doing it behind the scenes so much that uh, she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page for her name. You know? Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can find any more about her. Dana Massey. So was this article that you read, these articles that you read, is that more of a kayfabe thing? Do you think? Do you think that's rolling to kayfabe? You guys are taking over and I don't really like that, so... No, no, I really think it's just, um, I think that's just them sensationalizing. The news has come out and it came out through some interviews where I think like Brian Cage in one of his interviews said, everything comes down to Tony. He said, uh, he does it all. I think he could benefit from having, uh, some extra input, but he does it all. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. And in the end, um, and I think he, you know, he was saying it as I think Tony does a great job. Um, I think he could use a break and, and maybe delegate some of that power away so that he's not, you know, tied to it himself. But, uh, but you know, that's a, but I think they, they read into that and they're like, holy crap, he's saying that the Young Bucks don't have any power anymore. He's saying that Cody has no power. And so all of the headlines came out and were like, Tony Khan has taken all the power away from them. Tony Khan says the buck stops here now and all this stuff. And I think it's just sensationalizing. I don't think it has anything to do with storyline. I don't think now they may turn it into something. They'd be, they'd be brilliant if they did have Cody come out next week and say, well, I guess you guys all heard that Tony Khan took away my power. Um, um, or, Vice versa, turn it into storyline where Cody Rhodes comes out next week and basically says, "I'm I'm now the authority figure." You said, "You said I don't have any power anymore. I'll show you how much power I have." And does the heel turn that way and becomes a heel? By the way, I have a match with Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever they could turn it into a storyline. But as far as I can tell from these articles, it was not storyline at all. It was just. I guess I was the only one who from day one said they're probably not like they probably don't have real power in this because it would be dumb for them to have for Tony Khan to have put too much real power. What was the problem that a lot of people said plagued WCW? The wrestlers, wrestlers had too much real, power. Wrestlers in real jobs. Yeah. 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 Wrestlers booking. had too much power. Talk about so, the promos. Talk about talk about how to get from here to here, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. 
Yo, oh, Kevin Nash is is the booker, and he booked himself to win. That's when problems happen. Anyways, I just think it, it was sensationalizing headlines, and um, I just say, I mean, I guess if you didn't see this coming, you know, where were you? <coughs> but we've we've jibba jabbed for two and a half hours on this thing, a little bit longer yeah. than we normally do. And I, I think you'd like to go to bed, and I'd like to finish editing this and go to bed as well. So. We will go ahead and start to wrap things up for this podcast. Do make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. All of the links are going to be in the doobly-doos for all of the places that you can listen to it, watch it, all of that stuff, social media, all on there. Um, Tatnus Co. is all on there, so you can do that. Our merch store is going to be down there, um, uh, launching new designs all the time, shirts like this shirt where you can scan my boob over here scanmyboob.com um or that shirt right back there just like the shirt he held up or, or this hat this the, oh, uh, we don't have any plain white shirts but um, we do soon have one that just says sport indie wrestling in some way shape yep. form. I'm working on it uh I I really want to see if I can put up a design that's just basically blank and just have it or maybe 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 I put it up and say this is Brian Danielson's plain white shirt, but just put it all in white text and only put white shirts as an option for it. Um, because Brian Danielson in two weeks, three weeks in AEW has never worn a shirt that isn't just a plain white shirt out to the ring. And I think that's funny because he's instantly got one of the most marketable names and most marketable gimmicks, American Dragon. And they didn't bother to make up a bunch of shirts for him before he came. Um, and I think that's purposeful. Um, I think there's a, a reason behind that. Of booking every man's kind of guy. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. Is but uh, but just for him to come out. So 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 we can have some just plain white t-shirts uh, uh, on our show. Anyways. Um, but yeah, you can go to the merch store. Uh, links are going to be in the doobly-doos there as well. You can support us on Patreon for just a few bucks a month. Help us out that way. Um, if you are not already following us on uh, Facebook or YouTube, please go subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, follow us on Facebook as well. Great way to keep in touch with us and, and all that stuff. But YouTube, uh, give us some more subscribers there. That's a great and free way to, to uh, support us. Um, we are back up on Google uh, Podcasts again. So if you use Google Podcasts to listen to us, you can go back to doing that or switch to whatever other podcast provider you want i don't care right um use what use what you want but it just was a pain in our butt for a while for google to not be showing us um but you can follow us on the social medias you can follow me at raw and order wbu on pretty much any of the social medias except for facebook you want to find us on facebook it's at pissant podcast just like that um you can follow da fabe at da vincent k fabe Right there. Right there. He's not going to tweet much, but you can follow him. I do. I, I mean, I, I did a couple tweets this week, but it was it was at places. It wasn't mm -hmm. uh, wasn't my own tweet. You know, I wanted to make sure that with the resounding response we got regarding the Zilla Pro shirts mm -hmm. that we have, um, I wanted to make sure people knew where they could get them for their indie shows. Uh, we we have leaned an emphasis not so much in the podcast itself, but leaned an emphasis in promoting indie shows. Um, at least in the merch and in terms of 
of just telling people, go. No, we can't watch every indie show. No, we can't give you recaps for every indie show. Um, nor would I want to because I see I see it's tougher to hold a storyline when you're changing wrestlers weekly, <laughs> as we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. But uh, yeah. boy, you want to see you want to see the best wrestling shows. You're going to see it really is seeing it live. There's an interaction that that uh, that we got to experience recently. Um, and I really want to encourage people to have the opportunity to take that opportunity in their lives to really support professional wrestling the way the way it started and and the way that's that's really can you could you say you've had you had more fun doing anything wrestling it, related? It was it I mean, was we enjoy the podcast. That's probably the only thing I can say I've ever had more fun doing wrestling. The the Zello Pro show was it was more fun than watching Raw, which is not hard to do, but I'm gonna no. say that just to point it out. Um, it was more fun than being um, at the SmackDown show yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, now, the SmackDown show was fun, was fun, right? Yeah. Um, part of the problem with the SmackDown show, and this is something you'll run into with any WWE or AEW, um, tickets, tickets are, are expensive, and to get really good seats, they're really expensive, right? Um, an indie show... Like Zello Pro, I paid twenty five bucks and we had literally front row, right, like right at the barricades, seats, right. You can't beat that. You're right there at the action. You get to high five the wrestlers. You get to meet them before the show and after the show. You get to hear hear them their smack talk to each other in the ring. It's so much more fun. It was way more fun than we would have had, even if we would have had ringside seats to SmackDown. Zello Pro would have been. We would not have gotten a genuine interaction. Yeah, Zello so. Pro still was more fun than if we would have had ringside seats to SmackDown, because yeah. of of the. Now there are some things to get used to with indie wrestling and all that stuff. Like we talked about, the the ropes weren't the the loose. standards of, of of setting up the ring might be a little bit looser than WWE. Would Obviously have. not. Um, yeah, apparently not. I mean, they just let I mean, anyone come and break the ring. Uh, but it was, it was seriously more fun. And, you know, uh, I was there from basically four o'clock until the show got over at like 1030 or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like I'd been there for six hours, you know, six and a half hours. I just had fun. Um, and if I'd have been at SmackDown for six hours, I would have felt it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd have been like, this is grueling. Right. Well, we, and were, we were at SmackDown for four, for four and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the and end, there of was it, parts of it where like, ugh. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, support indie wrestling, but even more than that, like we said before, indie wrestling is where you see the stars of the future. I don't know if we're gonna see Warhorse on AEW. We're not gonna see him on WWE. I'm sure. Sure. I don't know if we're gonna see Dan the Dad on AEW, but someone from that show will likely eventually be a regular on AEW. one of the major shows. AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor. I'm I'm going to make it very, very clear. We we met Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham, and flat out Jordan, Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green are already premier stars on different products. Mm-hmm. Yes. Premier and they were at the Cindy show. Yes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Gunn has been a premier star. Mm-hmm. God... Yes, Bobby, but my name's Billy. 
It doesn't matter what you're I'd have said it to him if I didn't think he'd kick the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get to see like Colt Cabana, who Colt you know, Cabana, I mean, a lot of AEW stars are allowed to wrestle Andy's. In fact, I think yeah. it's in all of their contracts; they can still do it. So you'll get to see people like Colt Cabana, and and uh, and he'll get to say things like, "Uno's a dick," um, <laughs> and 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 he'll agree so to much. frog frog splash you for thirty five bucks. I mean, maybe your price will be higher for, to frog splash me. He said thirty five bucks. Yeah. Uh, so no. yeah. Not enough money in the world. Apparently, I have to give him land along with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's just got standards, I guess. I don't live up to Swaggle's high standards. High. <laughs> you said high with Swaggle. <laughs> but, but go to your indie shows. They're so much fun and all of that stuff. Um, but you can follow us on the social media. You can support us that way. You can follow us on the. Uh, Facebook and the the YouTubes to help us out that way, uh, and then just share this with your friends because that's a great way to help us that way. Let them know about it. Um, and you can also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, and this is where I normally would give the joke about um, five stars, just like Turks and Caicos. Um, but you know, they haven't sponsored us, and and. You know, I would prefer Zello Pro to sponsor us now. So just like five stars, like I give Zello Pro's last pay-per-view, uh, last event, and, and Thunderstruck. And then their next one, I'm already going to give it five stars. It's it's next week in Milwaukee, totally at, Milwaukee. At the, yep, at the ballroom. And I want to go to that ballroom. That is a beautiful looking yeah. building. Oh, if, if I had vacation time for my job and like more money. And travel money. Stuff like that. Um, Milwaukee's not that far away from us. No, no, uh, no. It, it, like it, yeah, it it'd be a drive, but we could make it. Um, well, we could flap really hard. Yes, flap really, really hard. I think I have. I think I technically have a cousin who lives in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, just random show up. Is that what you're saying? I, I would just hey, cuz. I would text her in advance and say, hey, do you got like a couch I could crash on? Do you have another couch for my friend to crash on? (laughs) Okay, we'll share the couch. Yeah, we'll just cuddle. This is going to get cozy. But but I, I hope they come back to Nebraska. If they do, I'm at the next show. Yeah, I... Hand up. I, 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 I will support Zello Pro. I will support any indie wrestling program that decides to come to yep. to come within an hour I, uh, of me. I would love for and uh, so far it has not happened. Um, but I would absolutely love if uh Thunderstruck would get up on fight, but it's not currently on fight yet. No, no. Makes me sad, Panda. But their their reviews or their their recaps were on Facebook, and uh, mm-hmm. can't see us in any of them. You can see the guy in no. the Macho Man hat, but can't see us. Yeah, well, a lot of the times, um, we were backside to the hard gym, which we've always said we wanted to do. Yeah, well, the and and I don't know how hard cam it was, but 
but a lot of them could like even the ringside photographer and videographer often was standing right in front of us yeah right so um yeah we're just the wrong there, there's one of them um one video that zello pro did put up that you can see us in briefly but it's back just like heads. the back of our heads um and it was a video they put up where it had jonathan gresham and um uh, Jordan Grace in the ring after at the event. You know, yep. they're in the ring and they're saying goodbye to the fans and we're all cheering. And you can see us there in the lower left-hand corner of the frame. Very briefly. But most of the time we were behind the camera. So, um, but it's still, I don't care if I'm on camera or not. It was great. I, I literally got to hang around. I got to chat with Colt Cabana. I got to chat with War Horse and Billy Gunn and, and got to chat with heather reckless and and you know some of the 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 lower card wrestlers this is that, that's that's my fearless prediction actually my fearless prediction of from zello pros heather reckless is a future i think she is women's wrestler mm-hmm. i think I, I think she's definitely i think she's a, she's a future title holder in fact. i think i think laney luck is is the other one from that women's yeah. division that i think definitely yeah. that that, I, that we don't already know i mean obviously jordan yeah. grace is a current yeah and I think I think uh, Kaylina Keen has a has a very good shot at doing it as long as she keeps at it. Just incredibly um, green, incredible. Yeah, green. she's just 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 so fresh. But she's got a good no. look, and and as long as she keeps at it, I think she's got a, a heck of a shot. Um, I do believe Warhorse has a future somewhere. I just don't think it's in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I could see him in Impact. I could see him doing a good job in Impact. I want him in AEW. I'd prefer him there, but you know, whatever. Um, uh, I think, um, um, GPA has a legitimate, oh my gosh, yeah. a legitimate shot at showing up on one of the bigger ones. Um, uh, oh, what was the, the, the one with, um, that heel, the heel tag team. Um, yeah. Um, SKB um, and SKB and, and yeah, what was his name? Do, do, do. Um, you got it on here. I know it's on here somewhere. It is. We got SKB over here. Was it the Zach Hendricks? Hendricks. Zach no, Hendricks. Zach, Zach Hendricks is the other guy in Country Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's Campbell Meyer was the other guy's name. I don't think we got the the signature of the other guy. He okay. didn't come up to sign. I don't think afterwards. Okay. I think SKB was the only one who came up to sign, but I can't remember. I th- I think it was called the premiere. I think that's what they called him. Uh, uh, let's see if he has it listed on his Facebook. Dat Boy SK on Facebook. Anyways. Um, uh, for that matter, uh, I... With a gimmick change, I think JJ Garrett's got a future um, somewhere. So, I mean, there, there there really was lots of people I could see in ten years being the, the people who are on our televisions. I really do. So, go to your local shows. Go see the indie wrestling. Understand that you're not all of them will be. Somebody of the group we just named that we see a future for will never be on on major television, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We don't know who that is. But you also aren't going to get a chance to have the shirt signed by somebody who will be if you don't mm-hmm. go. 
Well, and and here's the other side of it, right? Um, these indies have to get supported uh, for there to be a chance for these people to show up on them, right? Yep. SKB or Heather Reckless, um, if they don't continue to get booked at indies, they never get a shot at someplace else, yep. right? They need these indies to get that shot. And I'll and, tell you flat out, they appreciate your your $5 you pay them to sign or mm-hmm. nothing you paid them to sign or whatever it may, mm-hmm. it may be that you paid for them to sign uh, far more than, and this isn't a dog on Billy and Austin, but far more than Billy or Austin did. Yep. You know, the, the 10, the 20 bucks we had to pay for those guys. So, um, because it, it might be their meal that day. So, But yeah, and that's, you know, I mean, there were people at that wrestling event that we did not uh, get to. Yeah, to get, get signatures of, get to meet. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyways, I'm just saying, go support local wrestling. All of that stuff. Support us on here on YouTube and all of that stuff. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and sign off and close the book on the wrestling booking unit for this week. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Anyways, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening.